0: Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life? Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I got bronchitis. Bye. Welcome to to the dumbest dumbest part
1: of your your day. day. This is Common Man and T-Bone
2: this man
0: used to go to Sheets at 6 o'clock in the morning and get bacon egg croissants. I mean, I may, all right? I may still occasionally
3: well, do that. Okay, yeah. that's
0: fine, but it was a daily occurrence with you. Yeah, it Now was. you're dropping some pounds, you're working out, you're eating some Greek yogurt, and some smartass on Twitter wants to tell you it's not healthy for you. Screw you.
1: Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Free sure You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Quabak! Watch your profanity! Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone.
3: <laughs>
0: Happy Tuesday welcome in hello bone hello man we have inside the nfl all the news and notes you need coming up at 348 rapid fire rapid fire in the four o'clock hour game show in the five o'clock
4: hour what's the game boner uh today we're gonna do a little bit of cooking trivia Cooking got either trivia got some food trivia i've got some cooking terms i'm calling this game in the kitchen with common man i've got some food trivia for you oh what's that you know we worked hard
0: If you've gone to McDonald's in the morning and you've seen that the bagel sandwiches are back, Mm, you know who to thank for that, and that's us. That's right. We made a big stink about it, we contacted McDonald's corporate, and they brought it back. So I've had it like eight times since then. That's good. And I had one this morning, and I was at the, the pay window this morning, and there was that little awkward interaction where you've already paid, yet the window is still open. And there's a car in front of me, so I can't go anywhere. Hmm. There's that awkward silence, and I always feel the need to make conversation during the awkward silence.
3: Because he's
0: staring, at, I don't know. He's staring at me. I'm staring at him. I could look straight ahead and pretend like he's not there, but then I feel like I'm not acknowledging him as a human. It's a whole thing with me. Uh, no, that's that's called being decent. Well, but I, I try and be that. decent yeah. anyway. So I said, "Hey, the bagel sandwiches. Are you uh, selling a lot of them?" And he looked at me, straight face. And said it's our number one seller. Wow! You know who to thank for that?
4: Yeah, you're you welcome. Yep. Yeah. Well, and you know who should be thanking you is McDonald's because yeah, they should. Those were that was a great that was a thing that we both looked at when when that happened and said why would you ever take these away? There was nothing wrong with them. Now I'm sure, I'm sure they'll come out and say wow
0: they weren't selling well and that's why we took them away. You know why they weren't selling well? I never saw a commercial for those things. Nope. They were ignored by the company. Ignored. And then I, you wonder why people forget about them.
4: Yeah, I have heard so many times about an Egg McMuffin. I know all about that. I knew about the Egg White Delight back when you had that. I don't know if you still yeah, do. Yeah, that was a great idea. Right. But a bagel with all the good stuff on it, how many other things do you have there that have sautéed onions on them, by the way? You know? And like, fake hollandaise sauce. Right. This is something you should have been advertising. And they didn't. Then they had the pandemic and they said, oh, yeah, supply chain issues. I get all that. But then they never brought it back. Why? Silly. Supply chain issues for what? The bagels? I'm guessing. I don't know. They you know, they everybody ship the has bagels that. from China? Yes. I'm guessing right. they do. That's where you get Chinese bagels. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they're selling lots of bagel sandwiches. So
0: you and I were discussing this before the show. I'll also take credit for Cajun rice being back at Popeye's.
4: You should. Because I bitched and moaned that about that. You complained about it. They I agree. brought it back. What else mm-hmm. can I take credit for? Um. What was the other thing we were taking credit for? I mean, for? Ohio State and Michigan That's when stay been in the final game for. of the season. I'll yeah. take credit for that. I think those are the ones. Those are the big ones right now. But you brought to my attention last night. Well, we, we've got to fix this. This is the next thing I think we take on. That the Choco Taco is gone forever. They've discontinued it. This is from CNN Business. It says the beloved Klondike product packaged ice cream in a taco-shaped cone has been discontinued. It's gone a Klondike brand representative told CNN business over the last two years, we've experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our, across our portfolio and have to make very tough decisions to ensure availability of our full portfolio nationwide. We know this may be very disappointing. Okay. If you've never had a Choco taco, number one, why you're part of the problem, quite honestly, but the people who make Klondike bars said, what if we took a waffle cone? Put it in the shape of a taco, hard taco shell, then put ice cream in it, swirled with vanilla and chocolate, then put chocolate drizzle on top that melt or that that hardens up with nuts in it. It's crunchy. It's chocolatey. It's creamy. It is the Choco Taco. And and you wanted to let that go away. Now, you now that's happening because people didn't buy enough of them. So we need to band together like we did with the bagel sandwiches and and. Spanish rice, or Cajun rice, sorry. Cajun rice. And, of course, the OSU-Michigan game. We need to band together yet again and get the Choco Taco back. Hey, good news. What's that? My computer is
0: required to restart in five minutes, so...
4: Why did anybody restart it yesterday? Well, I, I, I got the notification on mine to restart I it yesterday. I don't know what
0: to tell you. So now I, I, I'm going to be dead in five minutes. Okay. I'm sure it's taking an hour.
4: Yeah. To update all the settings. Um, all I know is this with the Choco Taco. I one time... Because I used to work in Dayton, but lived in Columbus when I did that. And I would drive from Dayton back here. And one particularly late night, I got out of there at, I don't know, midnight? Because I used to have to do the minor league baseball games where I would run the board in Dayton, Ohio, and then drive an hour back to Columbus. You're paying your dues. Sure. So then I was just getting out of there. I was tired. I was hungry. I was, And, of course, nothing's open except for Walmart. So I walked into the Walmart. I'm like, well, what can I get? I can't get like a meal because there's no hot food available and I can't get like a frozen meal to heat up. I don't just want to eat like a box of crackers. What do I want? And then I was walking through the frozen food aisle for some dumb reason and I saw the Choco Taco box and I said, how many are in that? Four of them? Done. (laughs) And you ate all four? I bought that, sat in the car and ate four of them on the way. I think I ate four of them before I even got to 70. I was still on 675. I don't think I I think I got them all done before then. So, yeah, we will make it our mission to bring back the Choco Taco. I have a big love for the Choco Taco. It's helped me out many a time in my time of need. I would rather the regular Klondike bar go away. Yeah, if I had to make a choice. Look, I love a Klondike bar. But if you compare the two, there is no comparison. Choco Taco far superior product. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the Klondike people are like, uh oh, we're selling more of these Choco Tacos than we are the I actual brand. I doubt it. I think that's what it is. They're a little insensitive or a little sensitive about that is what I think.
0: Uh, Big Ten Media Day started up today in Indy. Buckeyes are picked to win everything as they normally are. CJ is the preseason offensive player of the year. You know, other guys on preseason lists. I don't normally care about these preseason lists. I will go through the Cleveland Plain Dealer media poll. Okay. They've been doing this for, I think, 12 years. Uh, so they have Ohio State winning the East Division, getting all 36 first place votes. Nobody even said, well, maybe something, you no. everything falls the right way. No. Ohio every, State gets every is,
4: single first place vote. Everyone's looking at this logically, which is that Ohio State will be the best team on paper and will be favored in every game they play. So we don't know how the games will actually play out clearly, but why would you pick against them at this point? Michigan 2 Penn State
0: 3, Michigan State 4, Maryland 5, Rutgers 6, Indiana 7. That's how they see the East Division, Mm. the West Division. They have Wisconsin winning the West, getting 31 first-place votes. Iowa is in second place, getting three first-place votes. Minnesota is in third place, getting two first-place votes. Then it's Purdue, Nebraska, Illinois, and Northwestern. Uh, 31 of the voters have Ohio State over Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Three voters have Ohio State over Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, and two voters have Ohio State over Minnesota in the Big Ten championship game. There is not one member of the media who was polled for this, not one, who doesn't have Ohio State winning the Big Ten championship. (laughs) And you know what? Logically... You Like you just said, that's exactly right. I have a story later on in the show about how all the cyborgs, all the computers are picking the Buckeyes too. So you have real human beings and you have Skynet also picking the Buckeyes. And all of this certainty is making me very nervous because I'm now a rational boy. We've, we've gotten to that point in the off season where all these expectations and givens are starting to get a little pit in
4: my stomach. Really? Yes. Well, look. Like I just said, I know, and you know, and everyone listening to us knows that anything can happen in a college football season. We've seen it uh, countless times. Every every year, this can happen. Right? Big upsets occur. All those other things. But what 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 would be the better scenario here? Where everyone is like, actually, Ohio State's got big weaknesses on this part of the line. No, and I'm not this saying there's on. a
0: better scenario. I'm saying there's a flaw in me because I I look I look at their roster and I say, yes, I'm very comfortable with this. They're the best team in the Big Ten. Other people validate my opinion and say, yes, you're right. You're not just a fan. They are the best team in the Big Ten. Impartial machines validate my opinion They right. say, you're not wrong. They're the best team in the Big Ten. And somehow you put all that together, and for me, that equals
4: something's wrong. That's, yeah. That is. I got problems. You do. All I know is this, man. Uh, you have a lot of writers who like to get... And, and this just happens with people, right? If you ask a dozen people their opinion on something that's fairly obvious, you know, the first few people will say the fairly obvious answer. And then someone down the line will hear all those other people say the answer instead of going, yep, that's the right answer. Kyrie's that guy. They'll be cute. And they'll say, well, hang on a second. Do you I ever think, think about this? Do you ever think about this? What if this happened? I think it's Rutgers' is year. Right. So then... You actually see that kind of in the other side of the conference, right? Where there are a few writers getting cute and saying, ah, maybe it's Minnesota this year, right? And fine, it could be. I don't know. But I'm saying Ohio State is that good on paper. It's overcome the let's get cute factor. And did you consider this factor? No one is willing to, let's hear me out. What about this other theory? There's no alternate theories for what's going to happen with Ohio State this year.
0: Today's a big day in the world of football. By the end of business today, every single training camp in the NFL will be open. Yeah, training camp is upon us. I can't us. believe we're actually at that
4: point. Well, we're
0: a Hall of Fame game is what next Thursday, so a week from this
4: Thursday. I was just up in Canton, drove right by the Hall of Fame. Of course, did not go in yet again. You Continuing my, stir- you, you were in North Canton. Well, I drove through Canton to get to North Canton. I if was you tell all over. your wife. She's from Canton. She gets very offended. <laughs> I was. I was in North Canton, I was in Canton, I was in Bath Township up by Lebron. I was all over the place. Mm. All over Northeast Ohio this weekend. But I saw they have tents like the big, you know, white tents that you're going to have when you have a big event going on, like fair-sized tents. They had a ton of that stuff out there. They're getting ready for it. It is it is a huge couple of weeks up there before the Hall of Fame game. So you're right. Yes, we are fully into the start of the hype of football season really getting underway and then we're going to like probably i don't know three weeks in from now is when we're going to all go oh can the season just start please because we're going to hear all this training camp stuff we're going to watch some preseason games and then we're going to realize oh yeah that's right we're still way far away from the start of the nfl season but at least it's another you know marker on that road that we're getting closer more proof that kevin
0: warren has no power in the big 10 details next common man and t-bone on the fan
6: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find delays on 270 northbound before US 33. There is the left lane that is blocked due to an accident. Traffic is bumper-to-bumper in this area. Keep an eye out for the ODOT crews that remain on scene. Caution is advised in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the NRA with fan traffic.
2: and sweaty don't be like kumquat and beaver queef. call my friends at care heating and cooling care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at care when you need a company beaver queef can trust
1: like a sports drink but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart
0: jokes back to man and bone speaking of the weather i was watching the weather channel this morning remember a couple weeks ago maybe a week and a half ago we had that day like an 18 hour span three inches of rain fell
4: rained a lot rained hard there was some patchy flooding yeah around the area anytime you get that amount of rain it seems like it's gonna it's gonna mess things up for everybody. yeah that was three inches of rain roughly 18 to 24 hours St. Louis
0: got a ton of rain yesterday. I don't know if it stopped raining, but there's an area of St. Louis, an outlying area of St. Louis, in a 24-hour period yesterday, got 13 inches of rain.
4: 13 inches of rain. That's that's wild to me. How how does it even happen? I assume obviously every river. I mean, they everything was flooded. Yes, everything. Yes, the the Mississippi runs through right. That's the Mississippi River, isn't it? Sure. Whatever. The point is, I don't think this area was on the river. Well, no, but I'm saying there's a lot of rivers that then flow into that, so I'm sure everything was up, and then that makes flooding even worse, but that's still, yeah, it's terrible. And it's hot in Dallas. Oh? Big thing in Dallas. Oh, it's so
0: hot. It's 103 today, which is hot, you know, but there's a reason why we talk about London, England being 103, 104, because their average high is 72. You know what the average high is? in dallas texas is i'm guessing it's warmer than that 97 degrees oh yeah so yeah 103 hot but your every day if it was all just average today what is it 97 you feel like you want to die Yup. average day
4: what's the average high here do you think like to me that would feel like if it was 85 usually here in the middle of july on the average day then that's us that's like us being at 92 93 which we've seen and that is hot it's not like Newsworthy for national new, national news, I wouldn't think. I don't but. know what the average. I'm, I'm guessing it's. I'd say like, like mid 80s. Yeah, I'm saying 85,
0: 85 degrees. That's what I said. Without any knowledge whatsoever. All right. Well, we'll see if you're right. I know what our annual high temperature is. What is our annual like high when you factor in the high temperatures all year long, winter, summer,
4: everything? I'm going to say our average high temperature is 52 degrees, 63. Oh, is what it said. Better
0: annual than I high thought. temperature when you factor everything in. 63 degrees okay i'll take that if we could open actually get that on every day open the you would take that in a heartbeat if it was 63 here and sunny every single day nine trillion people would live <laughs>
4: in this metro area yeah, you're right we would have you know what i bet we would have a rail system that worked for people i bet
2: That's, i bet you'd be a lot know have, if we would
4: you'd have to have that to move some people around
0: big 10 media days started up today in indy We have talked about how Kevin Warren, the commissioner of this conference, is not really the commissioner of this conference. He doesn't run anything. And he had some quotes today, which we'll we'll get to in a second, where it's almost like he was flexing for us to show us that he was still in charge. But everything else that we read behind the scenes stuff is that he's not in charge. Everybody knows he's not in charge. They're not even including him in these meetings. And they've discussed, even though they haven't done it yet, they've discussed the Big Ten ADs and presidents and chancellors holding a no-confidence vote in Kevin Warren.
4: Yeah, this this comes from a little while ago, but the article itself was uh, put out either yesterday or today from Sportico. Uh, headline of the article, the title of the article, if you want to read it, is Kevin Warren's Big Ten revival was more fraught than you know. It's written by Daniel Libet. Let him live. Uh, but in this article, they go on about... You know, let's start off the article talking about something sad. Kevin Warren's brother passed away. He had to eulogize him in, in Phoenix uh, a few months ago. He's only fifty eight years old. He's had four siblings die. Oh no. Right. Yeah. Like a that's just a weird tidbit that I took out of this article that like I had no idea he's done that, but this is apparently the fourth sibling that he's gone to their funeral, and in this case he was I mean, saying the eulogy he's not killing them, is he? I don't, I don't obviously think so. That's yes. That's all though. It's just a very weird set of circumstances he's undergone, but they talked about how he went from there to New York to, you know, meet with some TV partners in person. Cause he's all about the in-person meetings. Anyway, you go through this article and they talk about how now there's conversation in the big 10 among some of the ads of, should we extend Kevin Warren when his contract comes up in 2024, I think is when he's done. And they're talking in this article, how that was unprecedented. Just, you know, right after he started because of how downhill it went very quickly. There was a situation that had nothing to do with him, but was kind of a signal of how bad it was in the Big Ten offices. Uh, There was an employee who had a weird domestic situation with their partner who threatened to show up to work and do harm to them. So that led to them multiple times when Kevin Warren first got there, having lockdowns, police presence. And and one of the things he found out was, They didn't really have like an HR department to speak of in the Big Ten offices because Jim Delaney wasn't about that life, didn't have like basic things you have in corporate America. So, Kevin Warren apparently behind the scenes has been trying to do a lot of things to get the Big Ten just up to the average level you would expect of any giant company, which is really what they are. Jim Delaney ran it more or less like, well, hey, we're just a little old football league, just having some fun here, you know, overseeing some athletics. That's all we do. So, he had to kind of modernize some things. I
0: want to take a picture of my dong and post it on the office computer system. What's the difference? What's the difference? We don't have an HR department. Here's my dong.
4: So, I'm saying all that to say, Kevin Warren, when he came in, probably did do a lot of things behind the scenes that made people go, ah, these are good things. All right, fine. But we we saw a lot of the things, and so did the ADs and coaches around the Big Ten, who said, Yeah, this is not a good thing. So here's one of the things they point out in this article that that obviously didn't go well for him. The COVID response, as we all know, this is a little tidbit that I hadn't seen reported. They said, as a sign of growing disconnect, the Big Ten ADs and football coaches began hosting separate calls without the conference staff, which would not not infrequently turn into Kevin Warren gripe sessions, where they all just ripped him. Although it wouldn't have been binding, the idea of the ADs taking a no-confidence vote on Warren was seriously broached, according to multiple sources. As a more impish reaction, Bill Moose, who was the Nebraska AD at that time, says he and some of his cohorts resorted to a game of tallying up the number of times Warren would use the same corporate buzz phrases over Zoom, such as optics and pivot, which then made me think maybe he's just a big friend of fan a fan of friends, the show, and he was just saying pivot. Oh, all right. Uh, but you then lost he said, "I know because I lost myself." He also said, "There's a part of this where." Bill Moose, who apparently, I mean, we knew Nebraska did not like Kevin Warren, but Bill Moose really didn't like Kevin Warren. And it happened apparently even before the pandemic stuff started because when Warren made his first visit to Nebraska as the commissioner in early 2020, he came for a Cornhuskers beach volleyball game. You know, because when I think Nebraska, I think beach volleyball, I think beach volleyball. Moose said, according to this article in Sportico, That Warren never gave him a heads up before visiting, contacted assistant ADs to arrange for the use of the exercise facilities there because he wanted to get a workout in. Moose claims the two never spoke during the trip. That's weird. And that in a failure of, quote, basic leadership, Warren even walked by his office without so much as acknowledging the Huskers' AD. That is really weird. Like, walked by. He's on campus. He sees, hey, this is Bill Moose's office, the AD of this school. It's one of our member schools of the conference. This is the biggest dog on campus when it comes to athletics administration. I should maybe just poke my head in and see if he's there. Kevin Warren, in his defense, said he had no intention of ignoring Moose. Quote, if I had known that he was in the office, I would have spent time with him. Weird. But he never asked if he was in the office. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and when you walk by the guy's office, you could... I know it's not an office like a normal place, right? There's probably a you know a person at a desk that doesn't even... They, they keep you out unless you're yeah, supposed you're to be the there. Yeah, but you're the commissioner of the Big you Ten. You walk in as the Big 10 and commissioner. It's not me and walking around there. just It's weird, right? So yeah, that's of, all weird. I would recommend reading this article because there's a lot of it that I took away and said, sure, I see why Kevin Warren probably did do a lot of things behind the scenes that have helped this conference to some level. But all of your and my suspicions that Kevin Warren doesn't really run the Big Ten when it comes down to it, that seems to be backed up by this article, too, that the ADs are having conversations around him and saying, yeah, we don't have to involve this guy, so let's not. Well, he's hearing this criticism, I'm sure. He's hearing the same stories
0: about how he doesn't do anything. So he decided to flex a little bit today. We'll tell you what he had to say at Big Ten Media Days coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
5: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still
6: causing slowdowns on 270 northbound before US 33. Traffic is still backed up to Allen Creek Drive as they get things clear. Keep an eye out for the ODOT crews on scene. You'll also find slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. About a five-minute backup over there. This report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on California yellow or white nectarines. Just 99 cents a pound. Now to July 26th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
2: and sweaty don't be like kumquat and beaver Queef. call my friends at care heating and cooling care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaver Queef can trust
1: murdering brain cells one show at a time
0: back to man and bone Hey, check out the podcast. It is wherever you get your audio. Google, Spotify, Apple, we're there. Search us, Common Man and T-Bone. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device, free of charge. Now T-Bone's going to sell you some water.
4: Well, I'm telling you, man, the people at Connecticut, they hooked it up with our water. We've had the system in our house for about two years, a little over two years now, and no complaints about it. Everything's been great. The water is just so different at our house. We traveled this weekend, stayed in a hotel overnight. And this happens every time I hopped in the shower and I said, what? The everything felt weird. Like the water just didn't feel right. And I realized "Oh, that's right. Cause I have Connecticut. the water is great. All the funk gets taken. You out also of my left water. your jeans on though. Well, when you were showering, I am a never nude. I don't know if many people know that, but there are dozens of us anyway. So that that's just what happens whenever I travel. I always feel the difference when I'm at a place that doesn't have Connecticut water, got back home, took the shower back to the way I expected it to. The water's great in our house. It doesn't leave you know a bunch of film and stuff on all of our appliances. It's better for your appliances to get the water treated by Kinetico. KineticoColumbus.com is where you go to find out how you can get your water tested, what funk is in your water, and then what you need to get the funk out of your water. It's a really simple process. They will walk you through it. KineticoColumbus.com and tell them that you heard me talking about it. That's the best way to do it. KineticoColumbus.com.
0: Kevin Warren is the commissioner of the Big Ten. At least he thinks so. I think, you know, he's not running this conference. He's not making the big decisions. Every single article I read seems to back that up. He, though, today wanted to flex. He wanted to show that he's still in charge. Here's what he had to say. I get asked every single day, what's next? It may include future expansion, but it'll be done for the right reasons at the right time with our student-athletes' academic and athletic empowerment at the center of any and all decisions that we make. We will not just expand to expand. It'll be strategic. It will add additional value to our conference.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, it'll be done for the right reasons. The right reasons is printing cash. All right? We understand that. We know that. And strategically, yes, you don't want to just welcome in as many schools as humanly possible. You should be picky at this point. You know, I, I also love how he admitted that before... USC and UCLA entered the Big Ten fray. He didn't realize that Los Angeles had the largest section of Big Ten
4: alumni outside of the Midwest. This is the second biggest city in the country. Yeah, I would think they have the biggest alumni base of of many different Like, the biggest amount of people of any interest, right, would probably reside in either New York or L.A. You would think, yeah, there's probably quite a few people who are from Big Ten schools out there. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of people in Los Angeles that like Big Ten football. Okay. There's also a lot of people in in Los Angeles who like, I don't know, chicken fingers. Like, name your thing. There's there's a lot of people who like everything in Los Angeles because there's a lot of people out there. It's a huge media market. He also
0: was asked about Notre Dame today in... you know, he didn't say, well, we're, we're not talking to Notre Dame. He did have a little back and forth where it's like, well, I'm not going to talk about a school. It's in another conference. Because, mm. you okay. know, they have an affiliation with the ACC. They also have an
4: affiliation with the Big Ten because don't they play hockey in the Big Ten? I think that's right. But also, did that stop you from USC and UCLA, Kevin Warren? Because last I checked, they were in a conference until well, they no, weren't. They, well, he didn't talk to them. Well, we know that. We, we know the ADs, they called us. They called the ADs. Yeah. They didn't even talk know to who him. They call. Yeah. Notre Dame's not calling Kevin Warren if they want to get in this conference. You know, I heard Chop saying this uh, earlier today. Bishop and Friends, check them out, night to noon, right here on the fan. And he made a great point that it almost seems like not only does Kevin Warren not get put in the loop on some of these conversations when it comes to this Big Ten discussion about adding these schools it almost seemed like that thing with him being out of the country wasn't by accident. Like, almost felt like the Big Ten 80s were like, yeah, yeah, we can release this news, but let's wait until he's not in the country just so everyone gets it clear who is actually running this conference. It's not him. Yeah, that's right. I don't think it was on accident. Yeah, I <laughs> I think there was a little bit of a purposefulness to that. There's a little
0: bit of a hiccup with Kyler Murray's contract. This has been news the last 24 hours or so since it came out. Uh, his new deal, pays him $230 million, let him live, has a clause in the contract that requires him to study film for four hours per week during the season to stay in compliance with the new deal. I'm not going to take this and say, "Wow, well, he's clearly not a gamer and he should eat and sleep and breathe football and go out there if his arm's falling off and get in his teammates' faces if they're not doing their work. You know who else was like that? Baker Mayfield was like that. right? And at the end of the day, it didn't work out for him because he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He played when he shouldn't have played. That wasn't toughness. That was stupidity. And he wasn't very good on the football field either his last season. So I'm not going to say because Kyler Murray doesn't act like Baker Mayfield, he's going to suck. But if they put this in the contract, this clearly is something that they're worried about internally. It's almost like perhaps is not, now is not the right time for an extension. Haven't I said on this show, when Kyler Murray's had his success, that he looks like he's going out there and playing 500, Yeah, where he's running around, looks like he's got no plan, oh look, DeAndre Hopkins is over there, let me throw it as high as I can to him, and I'm going to trust in him, because he's awesome, to go up there and make the catch. And then when guys like Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins go away, we see that, Kyler Murray looks like a human being and that run around, throw the ball up in the air stuff that worked so well before isn't really working now. Could
2: that be because he's just not prepared?
4: Yeah, that, that very well could be. And it makes a lot of sense. I will add though, too, you put something in a contract and then say like, I know they've tried to kind of step back from this, say, Oh, it's just a thing. You know, we don't doubt him or anything, but it, it's just weird that you throw it in there because, number one, it makes it look like he isn't preparing well enough when maybe he really is. But if there's no reason for this, if, if as some, I'm sure some Cardinals fans would have you believe, hey, they just put that in there. It's just a, it's a nothing thing I you're making too big of a I deal have a of. I got a quote it. from Kyler Murray from last year if you want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. He's, this is, he was on uh,
0: Arizona Sports Radio. He said this I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. Mm. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. Now, maybe if you just see that quote, you don't think much of it. But when you couple that with what
4: the Cardinals wanted to put in this contract, yeah, that doesn't make you think. Well, right. If if Again, I just want to be clear. I have a contract here at the station. I also have never in my life gone downhill skiing. But if in my contract it got out in the news that they had put a clause in there that said T-Bone is under no circumstances allowed to downhill ski, wouldn't that give anyone who looks at that a question to say, well, what is, what is their concern there? Does, well, their concern is that you would kill somebody else, not yourself. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But my point is, you would have a reason to at least question what caused that, what thinking went into that, why would they want to do that unless they believe he's likely to go downhill skiing or we're concerned about something that he hasn't even done yet but we think it could be dangerous like anything that's in a contract like that is going to make people ask that question if there's no reason for it to be in there then why would they have put it in there standard boilerplate is that what every executive has that runs like a fortune 500 companies like oh yeah by the no, way this is not no, every contract no. No, make sure you study your, you know, prospectus that you get every year. Make sure you don't play video games. None of that's in there, but it does make him look like a 12-year-old. Fair or not, it makes it look like a 12-year-old kid who's just online all the time playing video games and doing TikToks and not studying what he's supposed to. You remember
0: Jamarcus Russell when he was with the Raiders? You know, the knock on him is that he wasn't taking it seriously. He wasn't watching film. And so one of the coaches gave him some tapes because, you know, back in the day you would hand somebody a tape and say, hey, go home and watch these blitz progressions, and we'll talk about it next week. And so they gave him blank tapes to <laughs> see what he would say. Uh-oh. So he came in the next week and said, hey, I watched that stuff you gave me. It was great. It was blank tapes. I'm, I so... wonder, I'm sure they don't hand out tapes anymore, but I wonder if like Cliff Kingsbury sent some film over to Kyler Murray that wasn't really film, It was like a Teletubbies clip, and said, hey, watch this when you get a chance. And Kyler said, oh, I, I that was great. Thanks for sending
4: it, coach. <laughs> send him some like i don't know pornography or something maybe and just here why don't you watch this let me know what you i think you meant to send this to vito stolino
0: <laughs> pretty hardcore <laughs> stuff what is that a horse
4: <laughs> all the right. news and i'm sorry go ahead no, no no that's it i was just gonna say instead he goes yeah coach i got really in depth on that film it was great i'm glad you sent it over
0: all the news and notes you need as we go inside the nfl coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan Fan traffic
5: from the Meisters Bar and Pizza Traffic
6: Center. Just horsing around. Watch out for delays on I seventy one southbound between Six Seventy and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups in that area. More slowdowns on I seventy eastbound between Mount Street and Route three fifteen, and delays expected on seventy one northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I seventy. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at one eight hundred Safe Auto or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: picture a sports talk show
1: but without all those pesky sports getting in the way back to
0: Man and Bone we were talking about the uh, the wrestling yesterday as Vince McMahon retired Triple H has taken over creative I have not watched WWE programming in a long time but I'm flipping around last night and I see that Raw is just about to start And I'd heard that Raw was at Madison Square Garden last night, too. That is their mecca.
4: Yeah, it's That's their home base. That's where they, I mean, they they always tend to have a really, whatever they're going to do, whatever big thing they're going to pull out, they usually do it at Madison Square Garden. If there's like something they're building to, they will try to make it happen there. So I know what I would do if I were Triple H. I would lead off the show,
0: my music would hit, and I'd be in that ring cutting the promo of my life. Talking about how things are going to change and it's going to be my way now. And instead, I tune in. The first thing I see to lead off the show is Logan Paul and the Miz fighting in the ring, and that was enough for me. Oh. I turned that off. Why?
4: Yeah, I forgot they added Logan Paul to the mix. Logan
0: Paul is going to be a uh, SummerSlam. Of
4: course, he is fighting That's... the Miz. I know. I say this as someone who, at the time, was very enthused. I guess even as a as a kid, just because it was weird that Jay Leno was going to be fighting against uh, who was it? Who well, did, he was tag team partners with Diamond Dallas Page. That's right, and it was Rodman
7: and Hogan. I think. No, that one was Bischoff and Hogan. That's right. You're thinking Rodman of and Hogan Malone was Carl Malone yes. DDP. Yeah.
4: Didn't also Leno and his band leader? weren't they in <laughs> Kevin one of those Kevin yes. I think he was in the corner with him <laughs> no, last I, name. Think, I, think he, I think he fought too at one point Like they, yes. so I acknowledge they've done some really dumb weird ridiculous things in wrestling yeah, and but that company went out of business yes it did it failed it was stupid and now they're basically saying well who has the biggest audience it's not the Jay Leno's of the world it's the Logan Paul's of the world so let's have Logan Paul be a part of our thing and I just think that's dumb inside the NFL Common Man and T-Bones inside the NFL.
5: Brought to you by my friend Dick Masherford. ford Open 24-7 at
4: Phone. Well, man, we just talked about this Kyler Murray thing where in his contract there is a, a note about how much homework he has to do, study in the playbook, certain number of hours per week. He is required to do that away from the facility, which, of course, leads to tons of questions. And go ahead and guess... Do you think they're asking Cardinals players about this? Of course they are. Tight end Zach Ertz was asked about it today, about Kyler Murray. And he said, quote, Kyler knows the playbook better than anyone on this team. He added that Kyler helped Ertz learn the playbook after Ertz was traded to Arizona. Now, what's interesting is this was reported by Darren Urban. Who does Darren Urban work for? He works for the Cardinals. He is their Jeff Swoboda. He writes for their website, like, odd that the team would be the first ones to be like hey what do you think about kyler murray seems kind of sketch right hi we're the team that gave him the contract with this in it what do you think of this other guy who works for the same team that's all just weird but anyway did logan paul come in and answer the question then Then he answered the question i am guessing everyone up to cliff cliff kingsbury you name it every player and coach is going to be asked something about that at some point this offseason and Rightfully so by the media. It's a it's a self-made distraction by the Cardinals. And unless there's some good reason for it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because if that was a concern, maybe you don't give this guy the giant contract. That's what I would think. Uh, let's talk about Jerry Jones. He said a lot of weird things today. But one thing he said that's getting a lot of traction is him talking about Mike McCarthy. Uh, he said that the speculation about Mike McCarthy's job status is nothing more than a media-driven narrative. That's just something us, you and I came up with, Mike. People like us, just making all that up. He said, uh, I want to address one of these issues directly because I guess it's the one that probably has the most sensitivity. That is Mike and him coaching. And I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. He would not be. And I have choices. So that's not meant to be insensitive to anybody, but that's a fact. He was FaceTiming with Sean Payton when he said yes. all of this. He had a phone up with just a picture that had heart emojis all over it and Sean Payton's... Actually, it's Kevin James' face dressed as Sean Payton in that dumb movie He actually that thinks saw. that Kevin James is he Sean Payton. He loves it. Yes, that's right. He's like, remember when he was an MMA fighter? Man, he's great. I love Sean his Payton. His offensive coordinator is going to be Leah Remini. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, we're going to get Patton Oswald in here. Be his quirky neighbor. Um, all right, so... This is something that I don't know why the Niners have kept this up for so long. But now, finally, it seems like the the facade is falling apart. Kyle Shanahan was talking about, you know, the situation with their quarterback play and when was on actually uh, PFT Live, I guess, uh, where there were some, some quotes that he had, which is Pro Football Talk Live. Uh, apparently, they're, they're all pretty much saying, and this goes from Kyle Shanahan on the way down, yeah, Trey Lance is the guy and Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be here we're not having any plans he's going to be here we know Trey Lance is the guy which is something i think you thought i thought everyone thought yes but they haven't officially but said it just the way that they've handled this the whole way has been like you guys that's, jimmy garoppolo he's a big part of our that's plans because they wanted to trade him and, and they, now
0: they realize they can't they're going to release him get nothing for him yep. except cap
4: relief and that'll be the end of that. that that's it but i wonder what that means for jimmy garoppolo this season i wonder when they release him and where he will go at that point because yeah i Are they just waiting for like the first couple weeks of camp? I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe the Maybe the thought is if someone gets an injury, then they'll make the trade. But I would guess all those teams know like we don't have to do this because there's no way you're keeping this guy on the roster. So go ahead and release him whenever you're going to do it, and we'll we'll pay him, and then that's it. I don't know. Uh, There were some concerns that Roquan Smith may not show up to Bears training camp, uh, and and. Those are rightly, rightfully founded, I guess, because he did show up to training camp. He's in the midst of a contract dispute with the team, but he is not going to practice. So he showed up, he was there, but not going to practice because of that. The, now they're calling this, Mike, and I didn't know if you've heard this term, a hold-in as opposed to a hold-out. Okay, I'm holding in. So he's in there, but he's not actually going to play. And Bill Belichick has not said and still won't say he was going to call offensive plays for the Patriots. That's a fun little story. They announced the offensive quarterback titles last week for the coaches Matt Patricia is senior football advisor slash offensive line Joe judge is offensive assistant slash quarterbacks both of them should have failure also added to their name because both of them have been head coaching failures but there you go anyway they're both on the offensive staff not known who's going to call plays And I don't really care, but it just seems like that's a story. Jim Harbaugh speaking at Big Ten Media Days today. You
0: will hear from Mr. Looney Bin coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan
5: fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Plan about a five-minute slowdown in that area. And more slowdowns expected on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Tap those brakes. It's going to be a five-minute delay. Traffic Report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. To go on, to reach yourself, download BP Me Rewards and start saving today. On the
0: with arms wide open the way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust.
1: Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
0: Happy Tuesday. Rapid Fire coming up at 4.34. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner?
4: Uh, This week we are doing In the Kitchen with Common Man. I'm going to give you some cooking terms or some histories of some various foods, and you've got to try to answer those questions. So that's the game.
0: Uh, I I don't understand. I can't get in the mind of people sometimes. You know, like what motivates them? What Mm -hmm. keeps them going? I can understand for these professional athletes where you've been around a long time, maybe you made a ton of money, but the thing that keeps you going is you never won a championship. And that's what keeps you going. Sure. But the motivation for a guy like Dallas Keuchel, so Dallas Keuchel's 34 years old. He's won the World Series. White Sox paid him $13 million to go away this season. He's made $100 million in his career. This season with the White Sox, it was an 853 ERA for him. They said, go away. We'll pay you $13 million. Go away. He signed with the Diamondbacks. He was even worse there. 964 ERA. They told him to go away. And now I, I saw that he signed a minor league deal with the Texas Rangers. And he's going to go to AAA. And I just wonder what motivates guys. He's been to the top of the mountain. He's done it. He's in his 30s. He's rich. Why do you want to go ride a bus in minor league baseball? It's not even like, well, I signed a minor league deal with the Yankees. And if I go down there for a couple starts and I'm good, I can get called up to the big squad
4: and go make the playoffs. Texas Rangers aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I really don't understand that. I mean, I was trying to even figure out what's the triple A team for the Rangers. And it's the Round Rock Express, which is a team in the Austin area. Okay. So maybe he just really likes, I don't know. Austin city limits and barbecue and he wants to go down there. I don't know. Maybe he's a big Elon Musk guy. I have no idea. I know the answer is probably very simple. I'm a baseball player. I like to play baseball. I, I get that to a point, but he's done everything. He's filthy rich. Well, that's, that's what I always wonder (laughs) when people say now, well, you love the game. This guy loves the game. You play baseball. You just love the game. And it's like, well, right. Reminder that these guys didn't just start playing a couple years ago, you know? The guy, like A guy like Dallas Keuchel, we are talking about, has probably been a prodigy of a player since his early days in baseball as a kid. And then he probably had lots of coaching and extra assistance to then show how much, again, you have to really love the game. Then he played it at a high level, probably all the way through high school. I can't remember if he was drafted right out of high school, if he went to college. Then, of course, his time in the minors. And then he gets to the big leagues, and he's had a long career there. Do you think there's not been a love-of-the-game aspect to all that? Of course. But at what point does your love... And that love was rewarded by big contract, playing in front of millions of people, you know, over winning the course the of World his career. Series. Winning a World Series. All those things that you check off your bucks, as a list that you would have to go to the big leagues and accomplish, he did. That is love-of-the-game stuff. Like, the amount of stuff you've done in your career, I don't know why then you'd say, let's try it with a minor league team. And even then I was trying to think, well, maybe it's just that that adoration of the fans. You really love getting out in front of the fans and you're hoping for one more chance at like a playoff appearance where you can show up, you know, big moment, throw that pitch right over the outside corner, strike three, call, boom, the crowd goes wild. And then he's going to play for the Rangers. Yeah, he's not
0: going to playoffs.
4: Right. Like even if you get back up with the big club, it's not going to be for anything good. I just I don't get it.
0: All right, let him live. He's still out there. Jim Harbaugh. Big 10 media days today uh, here is Jimmy talking about how it was a great offseason for Michigan
3: what can I tell you it's been a it's been a tremendous offseason for the Michigan Wolverine football program our guys from uh, literally days after our final game last year uh, have been at work attacking everything Not they him. do um, there's been zero entitlement the entire offseason and now and None really in the foreseeable future. So uh, <laughs> life is good. Um, biological clock is ticking, and uh, we're ready to start. What and get the uh, get the training camp underway. I, I don't know what the hell that means. Biological
0: Again, clock. When he talks, it's like he's he's
4: doing an impression of what he thinks human beings are. Well, right. Like biological clock. As that's usually referring to like we, we got to get got to get pregnant soon, honey biological clock well, is maybe, ticking like i don't know what he means maybe he is maybe <laughs> that's right we you have a baby you don't want you just bring it over to jim yeah, harbaugh's he said house, he'll, he'll take, take it he he will adopt your baby he is literally a meme but jim harbaugh also like a lot of these answers it sounds like someone woke him up and was like jim go out and pretend you're the michigan football coach and he's like "Ah, uh, at the university of michigan football program we've been working hard zero entitlement now tell or joke in now the bang on microphone What does it even mean? Zero entitlement now or in the foreseeable future? How. You can predict that? That there will not. You can predict feelings? He's an oracle. I like how he said,
0: too. There was just. I'll tell you, since that first day of the offseason, the goal was set. Dedication. The goal for him was to get the hell out of there and go be the coach of the Vikings.
4: Those players. Now, they, they stuck around and they worked hard, but I was not there to see it because I went and tried to get out of there as soon as humanly possible. All right, he was asked what the goals are this year. Here's what he said.
3: Right, so um, our goals would be to beat Ohio State and Michigan State in the same year, win the Big Ten championship, and win the national championship. Those are our four goals.
4: <laughs> Again, <laughs> this is what a human sounds like. <laughs> But a, like a baby human that was just woken up and thrown in front of a microphone is what he sounds like. The goals are to beat the rivals that we have, which are uh, Michigan State and Ohio State in the same year. Right. I want to play you this clip. It's
0: just so bizarre. This is an exchange between Jim Harbaugh and a reporter. Okay, mm. now there's going to be some silence here, but just know how awkward this was to watch. It's going to be awkward to listen to,
4: but Jim Harbaugh just staring at this guy. Like, well, what do you oh. want me to say? Let me just add before you go, go ahead, further. Go the way this question starts visually is they call on the reporter and Harbaugh looks at him and gives him a thumbs up like, ah, my guy, my guy. Hey, you I remember you. That's right. And this is then what happens after the big thumbs up. My guy. Here's my guy asking me my question. Schedule wise, not conference. Group
3: of five are the only opponents this year, I believe, next year as well. And then Oklahoma and Texas come on board. Is there going to be more of a a surge to getting more uh, power five conference teams in the future for schedule for home games as opposed to the group of five? I don't know. What goes into decision-making on that? We played Power Five in the non-conference. We played Notre Dame, Washington. We played Group of Five in the non-conference. I don't. I'm answering your question. I don't know if there'll be more of a. How did you put it? Power Five. You know, more Power Five. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Where you get where you get a, a Texas and Oklahoma coming to Ann Arbor? I think I'm. I'm getting feedback from Michigan fans that they wish there was more of those teams coming to Ann Arbor. As opposed to the Colorado States, Hawaii's and the Yukons. Hmm. So that's my comment. Or you can share that feedback some point with Ward Manuel, and you guys can discuss it. Mm. I want to take a shower. Uh,
0: their uh, their non conference schedule is their big uh, big non conference game is Colorado State.
4: That's, oh, that's, a biggie. that's a big one. They
0: open up the season with Colorado State, then they host Hawaii, then they host Yukon. And that's their non conference schedule at home. Now, this reporter had a little gobbledygook mouth, too. What he should have said is, people are sick and tired of paying these prices to watch crap. So, are you going to schedule some teams people want to see? Instead, it was a lot of gobbledygook. And, but he's, I mean, he's trying to be nice and say, well, like, that's Hey, that's fine. I know
4: you're going to be a jerk with this. But, but if
0: he doesn't, if Harbaugh's not answering your question, he's looking at you like you're stupid, then you have to phrase the question differently, too. You guys say, hey, people are tired of paying prices
4: for crap. Well, that's, at one point, that's kind of what he does because then Harbaugh's like, how did you put it? What do you mean? He's like, the big, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Power 5 schools, Jim, you aware of what I'm talking about? People want to see that. People are frustrated. What do you have to say to that? Power He's 5,
2: like, group of five. We, we
4: yeah. play them all. I hope, play them all. Ooh. Oh, biological clock is ticking. We got Colorado State coming. Hang on. Carlos Biagra's in the other room. Yeah, that's right. All I know is this, man. You... You... Ask Jim Harbaugh questions sometimes, and occasionally you get a decent response. You get a normal response. But a lot of times you get someone who is either completely clueless on what you're asking and is and is trying really hard to, to answer you but just does not know how. Or you get what I think you had in this question, which at the very end when he's like, well, I'll pass that on to Ward-Manuel. That that is him saying I hate your question, I hate your face, I want to scream at you, but I know I'm not allowed to cuz they've told me that's apparently frowned upon if I scream at the reporters. So instead, I'm just going to stare at you and not answer the question at all and just say, "Ah, well, power conference, non-conference, everybody kills, everybody murders, I don't know." Like you just he he looked like he was trying to hold himself back from screaming at this guy. But I can tell you from my experience When I used to screen phone calls at many a radio station, including this one, and a caller would call in and say something that I knew had no chance of happening, like getting on the air, I would say, ah, thanks for that. I'll make sure I let the guys know. I'll pass that along. That was code for, you're not getting any of what you're asking. I'm not going to put you on the air. Have a nice day. Please leave. That's what he just did to this reporter was, I'll pass that along. That means I'm never saying word to word manual about this at all.
0: All right, I got one more, uh, one more cut for you. This is Jim Harbaugh talking about building off the momentum, of winning the Big Ten, Beating Ohio State. Looking back at you know the success of last year, you guys knocked off Ohio State for the first time. And right. This is a stupid
7: reporter first, so here you okay. go. In your tenure, and uh, you know, I wanted to ask, how was this off season for you? First off, do you feel like you had you know a little bit of relief to have this you know monkey off your back in a way, and uh, how you guys plan to carry that momentum into keeping this uh, you know that you know appearance in the Big Ten Championship going and and beating Ohio State consistently.
3: Yes, yeah, so right. It's been a um, it's been a really good continuation from last year's team. I think some of it, uh, you know, players that were on the team. You know, they put in that work. They uh, they know what it was like, and that uh, that good feeling of taking care of your business and and seeing it uh, have success and be rewarded for it. And they also saw other players on the team, um, guys like Aiden Hutchinson, Hassan Haskins david ajabo who uh who put in that work got that work in uh and how much it paid off for them using uh using your head using your noodle uh pretty easy to think yeah i want to do it just like they did it if you were to
0: tell me huh if you were to i have more of this too i decided to stop it for a second yeah sure that it's like Fear Factor, and he's trying to do this press conference with fire ants in his pants. <laughs> and the task is, you got to you got to answer this question, but you can't let anybody know right. that you
4: have fire ants in your pants. He is in a water tank up to his neck. It would sound like and this. And there are electric eels swimming around him, and if he says anything too loudly, the eels will then shock him. That's what it I sounds like. I want to
3: be where they, they, they are now. And uh, it's been you know, continuation of that... This entire offseason. I mean, uh, just been been tremendous. All right, good answer.
4: Thank you. I'd like how at no point anyone could acknowledge the thing that was actually the part of this question, which was, "Hey Jim, remember when you tried to go to the NFL?" No, we can't ask. Did any you? Questions. Did that have Everybody's anything? A did that derail your, you know, and excitement I mean, for you know this? You
2: had success, Ohio State. You beat them, and uh, what do you think about do that? You have I a continuation of winning these out, yeah,
4: yeah. things. I'll hang up
0: and listen. This is why they don't invite us to these things. No, we just give them the finger and. That's right. That's the end of that. Texas Longhorns don't have the number one recruit anymore. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
5: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. Traffic is backed up on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Plan on some slowdowns in that area. And you'll find some delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Tap those brakes. It's going to be a 15-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by ExpressBros.com. Take the stress out of your job search. Visit ExpressBros.com for jobs from a variety of industries. With more than 850 locally owned offices, the Express team is ready to help you find your next job. Go to ExpressBros.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic.
0: common man here for care. He as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
1: Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
0: Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. T-Bone has promised me food Trivia. In the kitchen with Common Man. That's what we're doing. Uh, Arch Manning, he is the second coming of God. He's committed to Texas. Five-star quarterback. Of course, he has the family lineage. But he's not the number one overall recruit in the 2023 class anymore. He's been dropped Mm. to number two. Uh, Now the number one overall recruit, recruit is Malachi Nelson. Oh. A quarterback who is committed to Southern Cal. So, Arch Manning is now number two. I think it was a couple weeks ago that uh, Mike Farrell, who was the former Rivals recruiting director, he was quoted in a Louisiana newspaper, I think, saying that if Arch Manning's name was Arch Smith, same film, same accomplishment,
4: all of that, he'd be a three-star guy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a really strong take that I have no way to argue one way or the other. No, I don't know. My natural bias is to look at players with lineage and assume that people give them every opportunity and benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Why? Because that normally happens just like that? (laughs) Right. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're the son or daughter of a famous athlete, you're just going to automatically get everything handed to you and you earn nothing. I don't mean that. What I am saying is that a lot of times I think if you're Let's say borderline good at something you will get the opportunity to improve at it whereas another kid it may be like hey yeah you can be here but you're not going to play at all the, the the star talents kids are going to have chances to play cuz people want to see you know mom and dad at the games they want to see the famous people there they hope that those kids will stay with whatever program it is AAU name your sport name your thing there there's probably a little bit of inherent bias to give that kid every opportunity. So take that up the ladder to a guy playing high school football at a very high level. I'm sure he, I'm, I'm sure he's very good. Do I have a way to tell you if he's really a good five-star guy, the best five-star guy in this class, or just a three-star guy? I have, I have no way to look at his film and tell you, cause I don't know the relative strengths. I don't know how to evaluate high schoolers film like that. So it's interesting that someone would say, not just, is he not the best player? He's more of like a three-star guy. But obviously, the name wasn't enough for him to overcome the entirety of these rankings because someone has now jumped him. Teddy, I want to take your temperature on something. So I was reading a piece
0: from uh, Sports Illustrated about Live Golf, your favorite. Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) And I guess starting next year, they're going to start relegating people. Yeah. So they have 48 players, 12 teams of four players. They plan to continue having 48 players compete in their series events this year, and then next year, 2023 season, they're going to begin to enact their long-term plan, which includes relegation and qualification. According to SI, the bottom four players will be relegated, while the top 24 finishers will keep their status. Finishers 25 through 44 might also not be back the following year, depending on their contract status and the decisions of team captains. So here's my question to you.
4: Wait, the, so just to be clear, the bottom four are then bottom just four like, are gone. they're not relegated to another league. They're just ejected and said, sorry, you're not in live anymore. I, Bye-bye. Well, well, Saudis may kill them.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. They right. may, The bottom four may be murdered. But my question to you is, number one, do you like this? Number two, like if Phil Mickelson is in the bottom four, but he's making $250 million,
7: Right. Well, that's, they're not just going to cut the cord with him. No, that's why they mention in there, the guys they start have certain contracts with, you know, they'll be sticking around. So Mickelson, he could probably finish last every year. And that, then that's and, BS then, and that's not
4: real promotion relegation.
3: You're, you're exactly well, it's right. Also,
4: but the other part of it too is, were, were people... Do you, why would someone who's, let's say, a decent player, but maybe not the best player on PGA Tour, the money's going to be hard to deny, right? But if you can go get the money... For a year, and then get cut loose. But you're now you can't go back to the PGA. I would
7: assume, right? Well, they said something about maybe having like some tours kind of underneath the main lift tour though that they could go to maybe they're, like, they're going to do secondary live yeah, yeah exactly like minor like, league live like a, what do they call over in, in europe what's the second is it uh, they call it championship like, in, in like a championship or something yeah. like that yeah so where they could go to we're like sunderland would all right be. so you
0: already have a tour Thank that you. nobody's going to so now you're going to have a secondary tour that really nobody's going to oh
4: yeah because that's what i want to go watch is the corn Ferry tour but not like <laughs> yes uh, that that tour does okay right here but that's because you think you're seeing the next future golfers yeah. that might go win the Masters someday or something. Look, I can't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Liv's
0: got to think about credibility here. All right? if, if, <laughs> I I don't care if Phil Mickelson's they don't making care 200 about million. Credibility? If, he, if he's terrible, then you got to cut him loose. Look, it would be horrible for English soccer, English Premier League soccer, if Manchester United was one of the worst teams and they got relegated. Yeah, they make a lot of money for
4: English soccer, right? Right, of course, but they're not going to say, "Wow, they're man you. Doesn't no, matter that they finished last. Sorry, you're gone. They actually wanted to do that. Remember, they they were trying to get the big clubs all together in Europe to say, "Hey, just uh, let's let's just make sure we're always in the Champions League and we can't ever get relegated." And then that got protested by the fans of those teams. Yeah, they said, "If you to suck, say that's you BS to go, yeah, they said that's BS and we don't want it. Let alone all the other fans who hated it too." No, the. <laughs> That feels a lot like, like you said, live golf searching for credibility. Maybe they need to be concerned about that. I understand what you're saying, but to me, that sounds like, you know, a 25 year old playboy model who's hooked up with the 90 year old oil tycoon and they've had this relationship for a couple years and then it comes out that they're going to go do a reality show and someone pulls them aside and is like, Hey, I just want you to know. Your relationship kind of looks like a sham now. It's like, it always looked like a sham. What They don't care. They could go do the reality show. They could go do whatever. Because whatever that relationship is, they passed the point of caring long ago. That's what Live Golf is. Yes, it's a sham. Yes, it's a stupid thing that maybe no one will take seriously. Have they ever cared about that? We know why everyone's over there. It's not because, like Phil Mickelson says, he wants to elevate the game of golf. It's not because, like Greg Norman says, they want to be a change agent with the PGA. No, it's because they're paying you money that makes your eyes blow out of your head and you go, well, I can't pass that up. Look at how much money they're giving me for finishing dead last in a three-day tournament, not four. I could go make $8 million. So why not go and do that for a year and make eight or 10 million? The people who are going to live golf do not care about their credibility. They do not care about it looking like a sham. That's why they're all going. No, but They just want the money. If Liv
0: actually wants to make their product interesting, that would be interesting. Doesn't matter how much you're making. If you're not good enough, we cut you.
4: Yes. Then that would be interesting. Guess what that would do to them. That would then get all these guys who are like, well, I want to go over for the integrity of golf. When they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, these contracts not guaranteed. You might get relegated and you lose all this Phil Mickelson. You think he ever leaves? No. He doesn't leave the PGA for that. He has to have it in writing that he's getting all this cash. So you're right. It would be intriguing if they actually were going to do it. But they're not actually going to do it because they know that would completely undercut what they're actually trying to do, which is get as many big name golfers out of the PGA to hopefully starve the PGA of talent and then turn their tour into the new PGA. That's all their plan has been. Rapid fire coming up
0: next. Colin Man and T-bone on the fan.) fan traffic.
5: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is beginning to build on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Plan on some backups in that area. More slowdowns on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get fired up for grilling season at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on 85% lean ground beef. Just $3.99 a pound now through July 26. Get real I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh,
2: hello. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call one eight hundred Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company, Beaver Queef can trust.
1: You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and t
0: Happy Tuesday.
4: Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? We're doing In the Kitchen with Common Man. Going to ask you some questions about... Variety of foodstuffs and cooking techniques and who knows what else, and you've got to try to get it right and answer the questions. If you want to watch two former running
0: backs give each other more brain damage than they already have, you'll have to wait. The boxing match between Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell, scheduled for this week, will not happen.
1: I don't well, that's know why, too
4: bad. Yes, too bad. I'm going to miss it all. I can't believe it. The thing I wasn't ever going to look at or watch or care about, that's going to not happen. I'm shocked. And, of
0: course, Le'Veon Bell said he's he's giving up playing football this year so he can concentrate full-time on boxing. It also helps the teams are not calling him at all.
4: But if they were, mm. he wouldn't This would be a he big answer. Answer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand why the celebrity boxing thing Takes off because everyone wants to see. Hey, look at how ridiculous this is. Let's check it out. But at some point, does it not cross over into how many of these do you watch before you say, ah, it's all just kind of the same? It's two guys who really don't know how to fight. They're not that good at this. We're just watching a lesser product. I would think that time was in the 90s when they had this on Fox. Well, no kidding. On Friday nights. Yeah, but I mean, at least back then you could say it was more of like a sideshow thing where it was. What is it now? No, it's I know. It's a sideshow thing that people pay $50 to see. Yes, but it's it's high-level athletes that are just doing a different sport. And I get, well, then again, Tanya Harding was a high-level athlete, right? Yeah. And then she was in it. <laughs> so celebrity Boxing. That's true enough. I forgot about that. All right, rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire.
5: Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All
7: right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. All right. Last time I asked you guys about the Mount Rushmore of Buckeye oh, defensive the line, Mount Rushmore. when I'm you so combine their of the college Rushmore. and pro stats, My God, I think this will be my last one. So there you go. Anyway, this week I want you to give me your overall Ohio State Mount Rushmore when considering both combined college and pro stats.
0: All right. I'm going to do a little wild card on mine, too. Okay. That's right. tomorrow, right? So here, yeah, it's tomorrow. Here's what I have. Orlando Pace. Mm-hmm. Eddie George. Yep. That's on mine. Chris Carter. Have him on mine, too. And my wild card. You didn't tell me I couldn't do this. Paul Brown. Oh, Paul, I wasn't Paul Brown won uh, yeah. the first national championship in school history. He then went on to the NFL and founded two football teams.
4: I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, if we're going to say college and pros, I guess I'd have to leave Urban Meyer off my list because the pro part wouldn't have worked there. But um, I have Orlando Pace. I have Eddie George. I have Chris Carter. Now, I can't claim to have watched this guy play. And usually I would you know, shun going for the old school thing just because I don't know. I didn't watch. But it would be hard for me not as a Browns fan to include Lou Groza, who was a do-it-all guy, played offensive line, defensive line, and of course back then you kicked when you played football. And he had 21 seasons with the Browns where they won all of their championships back in the 50s. He was on all those teams. One in the 60s, three in the 50s. Whenever I hear his name, I for some reason picture Chris Berman saying
0: it.
1: Lulu
4: Groza. Yeah, sure. But I'm going to go with him as the uh, fourth guy there. So there you go. Teddy, who's on yours?
7: I had uh, mainly the same that you had with Orlando, Eddie, and Chris Carter. My fourth was a tough one. I was thinking of guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Cam Hayward. But I'm going with uh, our guy, Spiels. I'm putting him oh, on there wow. as the fourth guy. So you, you can you, put Spiels
4: on there. You can put James Laurinaitis on there, A.J.
0: Hawk. Yeah, I guess and, and, and look, to. I'm aware that there are guys like you know Bill Willis and you know
7: yeah i kept it contemporary
4: i did other high state hall Rosa. of famers
0: and, and pro football hall of famers but i didn't i didn't see bill willis yeah
4: i know i, I didn't, didn't see, see paul brown either but i i can i know what his accomplishments are i didn't see lou groza but then again i just thought why not put Lou on there so i did rapid fire number two there are six
7: power five teams that have actually never finished the season in the ap top ten NC State, Rutgers, Texas Tech, Vandy, Virginia, and Wake Forest. Which of these teams do you believe will accomplish this task first? I don't know.
4: I don't Well, care. first of all, how dare you? Because I've heard Virginia is just the team that everyone would want if the Big Ten was ever going to take a team from the ACC. They'd go right for Virginia.
7: Academics. That's
4: right. Um, the only one of these programs that doesn't make me immediately go, when I think of them, is NC State. Because I always feel like Chuck Amato, they're a little, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
4: yeah, maybe that's because I was at that game where they almost pulled off the upset. But
2: Yeah, me and Phil Rivers coming in here making <laughs> you poop your pants.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I think NC State has been a little bit closer in like pulling off some upsets and being a better team overall. So I'm going to say NC State.
2: I'm sorry, I forgot that I made this voice, Phil Rivers. started off as Chuck Amato, then I morphed it into Phil Rivers. Yeah,
4: but it still should be Chuck Amato in my opinion.
2: All I can tell you is Jim Harbaugh's going to have to fight me for all the unwanted babies. <laughs> all, there's We're a lot of them. There's a lot of
7: babies there. That's right. Rapid fire number three. Did I answer the question? I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. Rapid fire number three. Thirteen NFL teams will play games with alternate helmets this season. I gave you guys a list of them. Which is your favorite? And which one do you hate? You know which one I hate. I bears. hate the Bears.
0: I hate that. You know they're heritage team, traditional team. We got gimmick helmets now. I can't stand that. Here are the ones I, I don't mind. The commanders, because they have no history
4: as the commanders. Yeah, but it also is just a blank black
0: helmet, isn't it? And I like that.
4: I like simple, I'm boring, I like that. No, but that isn't even like trying. That's just, hey, we unveiled it. It's a black helmet. It's like we got these stock off DickSportingGoods.com. Like, good job. Way to go, guys. The other one I like, because it's a throwback, there's a point to it, is the white cowboy helmets. Yeah, those are cool. I do like the red Texans helmets. I think those look kind of sweet, so I'll go with those. Uh, I do, I actually had the Commanders as the one I hated, so there you go. Rapid Fire number four. What's the best logo in sports history? Raiders. All yeah. day, every day. Raiders is great. I have a few to add in, though, if you're willing to hear them out. The old Supersonics logo that was the half basketball, city skyline, and then the uh, Space Needle. Space Needle. Okay, nice. I always like that one. one. I like the current Pistons, which is like a throwback to their old school logo, where it's just flat and it's a basketball and it says Detroit Pistons. And because I guess I like sports equipment to be a part of the logo for the sport you're playing, I like the Milwaukee Brewers logo with the M and the B forming the glove. I've always thought that was a fun one. So there you go. I like the old Tampa Bay swashbuckler, too. Yeah. He looks like he's got a secret. Oh, I don't think it's a secret, my friend. People know he is a Maniac in the sack, baby. <laughs> Rapid fire number five. You like the uh, pirate theme, don't you? Yeah, I like you do. pirates. I like naughty pirates. All you named were people who robbed ships. That's all you... Ships? Ship? Yep. All right. What are your top
7: three favorite cartoon characters of all time?
0: Not a oh. real big cartoon guy. Uh, I'll go with Homer Simpson, Garfield, because okay. he's right up my alley. just wants to lay around. People stop talking to him, eat lasagna and he-man
4: okay that's i can yeah all right my three are bugs bunny homer simpson i have as well and this one i would require i would say you should google if you're not familiar with the old x-men cartoon that used to be on fox let me tell you rogue on the X-Men cartoon, when I was a kid... Oh, you liked Rogue? There are some things... I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised to see yeah? how she was animated in that show. So things moved for you they, that, well, for the drawing. Go look at the drawing. And then picture being a 12-year-old boy who's like not allowed what to... What should I Google? Look at it, just look up Rogue X-Men cartoon. That's all you need, I think. I don't think you need anything more than that. Right, Rogue I mean, she was good in the comic, too, but...
0: X-Men cartoon...
4: The ginger, the red hair. Yeah, she's got a green and yellow suit with a little, yeah, little no, leather jacket. Uh, but they, the way they drew her was, yeah,
0: no, her body's very nice. They were
4: not, they were not at all trying to like make this tone down for kids. They were like, hey, she's a sex pot. I don't know what to tell you. She's ready to go. She looks like a Jamaican sprinter too with this outfit. Yeah, right. Green and yellow. The green and yellow. Yeah, and- the thigh high boots. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a thing when I was a kid. I'm like, I. Am I allowed to watch this, Mom? And then you know, she left the room, and I'm like, great. This is awesome. I'm going to keep watching. Teddy, who are your favorite cartoon characters? I'll go with uh, Bugs Bunny as well. Uh, I also had a lot of thoughts about Bugs Bunny, but different, totally different <laughs> thing. Anyway, that's
7: fine. Snoopy, my guy, and also Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I was a big fan of Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. Hmm. I never I never got into... Snoopy was... Fine. I liked a
0: pup named Scooby-Doo. Scrappy. I like it when they're all oh. little tiny kids.
7: Oh, when they were... Okay, I got gotcha. you.
4: Yeah. Did you guys ever watch The Muppet Babies? Did
7: you oh, ever I love show? Muppet
4: Babies. Yeah. I always thought that was a good show. I didn't. I actually remember seeing that first and then watching The Muppet Show and being like, oh, I get it. These are the They've kids. They've got a n-
0: new version of Muppet Babies on. They do? Not nearly as good. No. Oh, I didn't know that. The voice of Nanny in Muppet Babies was uh, Leave it to Beaver's mom. What was her name? Oh, really? Yeah, she
7: was I, the I mean, voice
4: of Nanny. I forget her name. I don't know. Barbara Billingsley, that sounds. I think right. so. Yeah. No, Barbara. always had a thing for her. She was no. <laughs> I had a thing for those stockings that nanny had walking around, just those like purple and green or whatever they were. That's all you ever saw of her. Someone from Leave It to Beaver just died because Wally, son. yeah. Wally died. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Wally's dead. Well, sorry to hear that. I, I loved, assume Barbara I,
0: Billingsley's dead.
4: Yeah, I would assume all the adults on that show I mean, died Ted, a long Ted time ago. Ted is so upset with me. He's like,
0: I guess I'll just Google that too. Google, Google. I
4: really loved the Wally Disney movie they did. That was good. Glad they brought him I'm sorry I put you out there, Ted. (laughs) She's been dead since 2010. Okay. Actually, she made it a lot longer than I would
7: have thought. So she was about 95 years old. And for her, let her live. Well, previously, let her live. Uh, I was reading a piece in The Athletic today about NFL
0: quarterback tears. Not weeping NFL (laughs) quarterbacks, but where you would (laughs) rank them. Tears. I'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good
6: afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still building in that area. And there are some rain showers moving throughout the area. This could be affecting the visibility of the roadways and creating unsafe conditions. Please make sure to slow down accordingly, especially around sharp curves. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach thing classes. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
2: And sweaty. Don't be like cum quad and beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaverqueef can trust.
1: Attention. Please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone.
0: Hello. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. That's all we ask of you. You should listen, you selfish bastards. That's right. Selfish. I saw this in The Athletic. Quarterback tears, not like I'm crying, but ranking tears. This is how they judged it. 50 NFL coaches and executives, including six general managers, eight head coaches, 10 evaluators, 12 coordinators, six quarterback coaches, seven executives whose specialties include analytics, game management, and the salary cap. The remaining ballot was put together by four members of one team's personnel department. Okay? So what they're trying to say is these are people in the league picking this. This is not just like Pete Prisco saying Russell Wilson sucks.
4: Right all right that's, that's okay that's good to know at least that uh, we have it's it's a broad spectrum of people who right. i to mean, talk to about this
0: this may indeed be stupid it doesn't mean we have to agree with these people <laughs> but these are right. people who work in the game
4: we could at the very least say if it is if it seems stupid it's a widely held stupid opinion yes that's by right. people who Not work just in the a person's stupid
0: opinion all right there we go so tier one uh they define tier one as Quarterback can carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. He expertly handles pure passing situations, has no real holes in his game. All right? Okay. Number one in tier one, Aaron Rodgers. Whatever. Right. I have no Fine complaints. Uh, number two, Pat Mahomes. Sure. Number three, Tom Brady. Yep. Yeah.
4: Number four, Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I think he's proven to be in that category now. Number five... Justin Herbert,
0: everybody wow. loves Justin Herbert. We know so much about Justin Herbert from the two, what is he, two years or three years in the league? It's two years, right? He's been in two. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm not saying that at all. But you just, oh, this guy wins. You wins just because a, of him. You just say he's, said he's 15, a top five quarterback. He's
4: 15 and 17 in his career. Yeah, think about how bad that team would be if it wasn't for him. He hasn't played in a playoff They would, they game. would have won a game. Anyway, so Justin Herbert's number five. <laughs> Joe Burrow's number six. I I, I kind of think I would take Joe Burrow. I've said I think Joe Burrow's a top three quarterback. That's just me, but whatever. I, I would put him up in the top three. And that is the last of tier one. Okay.
0: Tier two, their description. A quarterback that can carry his team sometimes, but not as consistently. He can handle pure passing situations in doses, and or possess other dimensions that are special enough to evaluate him above Tier 3, has a hole or two in his game. Number seven, overall, Matt Stafford. He's the first in Tier 2. Okay. Uh, Won the Super Bowl, of course. Russell Wilson, number eight. He's in Tier 2.
4: Deshaun Watson, number nine. Your guy. Yeah, I have no idea how we could evaluate him based on the fact he's been off for so long, but all right, fine. Throw him in tier two. And Lamar Jackson is number 10. Yeah. I feel like Lamar Jackson should be more of a tier one guy, but are they saying he's below all those guys? Yes. Well, they ranked him 11th. He ranked him 10th is what he is. 10th. Okay. Sorry. All right. We're going in order here. Barely a top 10 quarterback. All right. Dak Prescott
0: is number 11 in tier two. Derek Carr is number 12. Kyler Murray is number 13. Mm. Matt
4: Ryan is 14. And that is the end of tier two. I just feel like with Matt Ryan, like a couple years ago, I'd agree with all that. I don't know what to make of him now. But again, maybe we'll 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 see. see a resurgence, right? I mean,
0: he's on a team that should do things. Their defense is good. He's got a great running game. If they don't do things this year with Matt Ryan, then he's officially finished. He's crap. Yep. Tier three. A Tier 3 quarterback is a legitimate starter but needs a heavier running game and or defensive component to win. This
4: would be Tier 4,
0: right? No, this is Tier 3. I thought you were... St- oh, all those guys were... All those guys were Tier 2. Matt Ryan
4: was Tier 2? Yes. Matt
0: Ryan was the last guy in Tier 2. Oh, okay.
4: Two. I guess I got that wrong. My bad.
0: A lower volume dropback passing offense suits him best. So okay. the first quarterback in Tier 3 at number 15 overall, Kirk Cousins. Uh, number sixteen without a team. Well, he's with a team, but without a team. Jimmy Garoppolo is number sixteen. Ryan Tannehill is number seventeen. Mac Jones is number eighteen. Baker is number nineteen. Jalen Hurts is tied for twentieth with Carson Wentz. Hmm. That's, Jared Goff that's intriguing, is intriguing just because of all that history. Jared Goff is twenty-two. Trevor Lawrence is 23, and I think it's pretty generous to put Trevor Lawrence even in tier three. I mean, look, I think he's going to be a good player regardless of what happened last year, but based on one year in the league, he doesn't belong with these other guys. And Jameis Winston is 24, and that is the final guy in tier three. Tier four, essentially, it says, tier four quarterback could be an unproven player not enough information for voters to classify or a veteran who ideally would not start all 17 games. Justin Fields is the first guy at number 25. Uh, Tua is 26. Don't tell Tyree Kill because Tyree Kill says he's the most <laughs> accurate quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Whatever, let him live. Right, Tua sure. is 26. Uh, Davis Mills is 27. Zach Wilson could be good. You heard it here first, number mm-hmm. 28. You've squishy face. You love him. Uh, Trey Lance, number 29. Daniel Jones, number 30. Marcus Mariota, 31. Sam Darnold, 32. Mitch Trubisky, 33. Drew Locke, 34. And there's tier five. Okay. And there's only one quarterback in tier five. All right. Tier five quarterback is best suited as a backup, and it's just a picture of Geno Smith that's it there you go geno smith is the only quarterback in tier five
4: yeah do you think uh like mac jones i mean i would i would maybe put him a little higher than where they had him i have thoughts on mac jones
0: because belichick you know sort of gave a progress report on mac jones i'll talk about that next we got to hit a break and if you missed anything from the first two hours of the program we got you covered with the rundown coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan (laughs) fan traffic.
6: From
5: the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on 270 northbound before US 33. Still watching an accident on the left side. ODOT cruiser on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be careful here in the meantime. You'll also find traffic is slow on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. About a 5-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If summer is heating up your hiring needs, and you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job and get hiring today by visiting indeed.com slash credit i'm Leanna ray with fan traffic
1: Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T Bone.
0: Happy Tuesday! Game show coming up at five thirty-four. We'll keep you entertained with our shenanigans. Who the hell knows if that's true? I don't. You know. were asking me about Mac Jones. We were talking about quarterback tears. Yes, in the last segment. Where levels Jones levels of
4: quarterback.
0: Not yes. sad tears
2: tears of a clown
0: <laughs> sorry what Mac Jones song. was number 18 I believe yeah I thought so yeah number 18 he was in tier three on this list and you had asked me was that fair for him I know at times last year you know they they surprised people and they won some games they weren't supposed to win but I never got the sense that Mac Jones was doing anything to win those games
3: and no. in fairness
0: to him he was a rookie he wasn't doing a lot of things to lose those games, but he just strikes me as a guy. I don't know if there's a lot in there. Maybe I'm wrong. I just, he doesn't strike me as a type of guy where you're going to game plan for what Mac Jones can do.
4: Well, right. I think it's tough, especially like he's at, what, 18 and Trevor Lawrence was at 21 or 23, somewhere around there. Trevor
0: like, Lawrence was, where the hell is he? Not now? far behind, 23. I, I would say. Okay. Yeah.
4: I mean, I feel like with both of them, You will. I think you will see both of them be much better in year two. I'm not sure that either of them will get up to... They do this list next year. I don't know if either of them will be top 10 guys, but I feel like you will see big steps from both of them. I I just tend to think that by not doing things to cost your team victories, you are in fact doing things to help them win. I know what you mean about they don't have to game plan because he's not dropping back and just laying dimes on everyone 50 yards down the field consistently, but That'll take time. I think he he can get to that point. I guess the thing with Mac Jones that I I tended to like was that he just seemed to have a little bit more of an edge and a swagger to him than Trevor Lawrence does at this stage. And maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll be taken away from him as he keeps playing. Well, he also had a little bit of success and won some
0: football games too. I mean, there's not... What kind of swagger can you have in Jacksonville coming off that year they had?
4: Nothing, of course. But that's what I mean is that... I I just feel like Mac Jones has a little bit more going for him right now. Maybe Trevor Lawrence will equal that out this year because he'll have an actual football coach for him in the NFL this year, not a college football coach. But yeah, maybe that'll change this year. But I, I feel like Mac Jones has a little more separation than what that list gives him credit for.
0: Bill Belichick gave a progress report on Mac Jones. Here's what he had to say. He's made tremendous strides. He did a great job last year, but he's starting from a much, much higher point this year from where he started last year. His offseason work has been significant, and I think everybody recognizes how well he prepares and how much further along he was than a year ago. That's essentially like Belichick coming up to you and sticking his tongue down your throat because he doesn't normally no praise guys like that so maybe i'm wrong maybe i'll i'll watch mac jones this year and say yeah he is a guy that i think you have to game plan against i just didn't
4: see that flash from him last year Yeah, i get that i i tended to think that there was just a little bit more with what he was able to do but that's fine either way we'll That's part of what we're looking forward to this season, finally, is getting to see what some of these rookie quarterbacks last year can do in year two, see who takes the next big step, see what some of the new rookie quarterbacks are going to do this year. That's all part of getting into this time of year, and finally we're getting close to it.
0: Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones,
1: the Rundown. The Rundown.
4: Big Ten Media Days started up today
0: in Indianapolis. You know, The media gets together, and they pick who they think is going to win the conference every single year, and they have picked the Buckeyes. This is the Cleveland Plain Dealer preseason poll. Here's what the media members said. Uh, Buckeyes get all 36 first place votes to win the East Division. So it's Buckeyes number one, Michigan number two, Penn State three, Michigan State four, Maryland five, Rutgers six, Indiana seven. In the West, Wisconsin got 31 first place votes. Iowa second with three first place votes. Minnesota third, two first place votes. Purdue 4, Nebraska 5, Illinois 6, Northwestern 7. 31 voters have Ohio State beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Three voters have Ohio State beating Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. And two voters have Ohio State beating Minnesota in the Big Ten championship game. Every single media member, 36 of them, who voted in this poll, does not see a scenario where Ohio State does not win the Big Ten in the Big Ten championship game.
4: Yeah. I I mean, usually when you get a group of people who cover a sport together, there will be a couple of them who will get cute, who will say, ah, yeah, but you're not factoring this in. We saw the SEC guy vote for Vanderbilt. Right. And he should be sent straight to jail. (laughs) We're assuming it's a guy. It could be a gal. I have no idea. But that's the point I'm making is that Ohio State is – number one, such a track record of doing this, which they can say it doesn't matter. Of course it does. All the voters, and even the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, they take it into account too. There's no way that if you're looking at the Boise State level type teams that have a really good year, or Central Florida, or whoever it ends up being in a certain year, or Alabama, maybe having a down year where they lose two games, they're going to pick Alabama every time, because they're going to feel like Alabama's more likely to actually show up in the big games than those other schools, fair or not. And that's what they're doing with Ohio State. They're saying, yeah, we know they lost to Michigan last year. We know they didn't make it in the playoffs. We know all that stuff happened. But they're Ohio State. They're not going to stay down. They will be favored in every game. They should win every game they play, including the one against team up north. And they're not getting diluted into any type of cutesy thing. That's why Ohio State this year is so damn good on paper. They're like cute proof when it comes to the guys who overthink things all the time.
0: Oh, and coming up in about 10, 12 minutes, I'm going to tell you how the cyborgs also think Ohio State's going undefeated. Hmm. I told you the people think that, but now Skynet thinks that too. Uh, What's his name? Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten. He opened up Big Ten Media Days today with this. I get asked every single day, what's next? It may include future expansion but it'll be done for the right reasons at the right time with our student-athletes' academic and athletic empowerment at the center of any and all decisions that we will make. We will not expand just to expand. It'll be strategic.
4: It will add additional value to our conference. All right. That's that's all well and good. Seems like he's trying to put it out there that he's got a plan and something's happening, but as we have talked about, we know these ADs and presidents, they are, if any deals are being made, they're being made probably in some points with Kevin Warren's acknowledgement that he's existing, but you know they are talking to the 80s and presidents first, and then they're looping him in.
0: I do have a Geno quote here. We didn't talk about this earlier in the show, but uh, Gene Smith was asked about the possibility of a 16-team college football playoff. He said, 16 teams just seems to be out there. (laughs) You can't ignore it. P.S. I love
4: the Hoosier Dome. (laughs) He was he in wants, his element today. He wants all 16 teams in the Hoosier Dome. Yes. That's what he wants in a battle royale. He, they play he the game. To this, play a game right now. They're playing, at the playing all Dome. the games at the same time. They're going to play the Tom the the Top Gun football game where they play offense and defense at the same time. It'll be great.
0: The playoff executive director Bill Hancock told ESPN today about 16 teams. No reasonable options will be ruled out. Of
4: course not. I also love the Hoosier Dome. Can I ask you a question, Mike? I hope you do. If there are eight teams in a playoff, are there going to be more games in that playoff or more games in the 16-team playoff? We know the answer. I think
0: 16 bigger that than That seems eight.
4: like more from what I understand. So does that mean they're going to make less money or more money but if does they go it, to 16? But does it fit in with their core values? Right. That's a good question. Their core values of printing money. Does <laughs> it fit in with that? Right, because we want to do right by the student-athletes. Oh, wait, we can play 16 games, which means if you are going to go all the way, then that means you now would play four college football games on top of the 12 or 13 you'd already play. At some point, someone may pipe up about student safety, but I guess they all have forgotten about the little memo that goes around from time to time. It says, hey, pretend like we care about the student athletes for five seconds before we go cash in on their name, image, and likeness. More money! That's what they want. They're not going to cut the players in on the deal, but they're going to profit off them like they always do. Barry Alvarez was asked about this. Does Barry Alvarez know what retirement means? (laughs) Why? This guy's retired
0: 17 times. That's right. And he just keeps showing up to Big Ten meetings. So He's,
4: he, he's the Tony La Russa of college football. He's just always yeah. around. So he was asked about this. He said, I can
0: live with 12. I can live with 16. I just think we need to expand.
4: I think access is important. I can live with 16. He also said, I am also hereby declaring that I have joined the Live Golf Tour because I can live with that too.
0: I wish Barkley was the commissioner of the Big Ten. <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Moore
0: can go to live. I'll take. He, he would
4: have no problem calling it blood money, I guess. Right. He's not afraid no, of saying Harvey that. I didn't care. No, it's uh, either way. I mean, everybody's suddenly piping up about 16 teams. Someone said something at a meeting that made sense to everyone. And I don't know who started it. Right. No, you know what this is to me. But if Gene Smith emerges from a meeting saying 16's good and then everybody else is like, oh, yeah, 16. We like 16. 16's good. They all agreed somehow back. Somewhere that that's what now they want to push for. Gene said this. Gene said, hey, you know, 16, it's out there.
0: Now nobody's asking about expansion. They're asking about this. So I'm thinking they're getting ready to announce two more teams are coming into the Big Ten. Maybe that. They're like, hey, look over here. 16 teams. Meanwhile, they're they're like signing contracts (laughs) with Oregon and Notre Dame
4: right now. Yeah. And then, by the way, how many teams would that take the Big Ten to? 16. And then you have a 16 oh, wait, no, team playoff. They already got 16. No, they never have 16. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. They have 16 18. now. Never mind. 18. I'm Legal. Lord, I Legal can't keep, is ready to I can't party. keep up with the expansion of this conference. Eight. Why not go to 24 teams? You know what? It's out there, Mike. People are talking about 24 teams in the Big Ten. And I think 36 teams, 32 teams, rather, in the college football we playoffs. Do, we
0: should do it. If, if
4: this conference is going to be 24 teams, who are we taking? I think then it would just be two conferences. There would be no more, like you wouldn't yeah, have, you have, have the other three. The, no, you'd have all yeah, three too. would be gone. That's right. Yeah. Who are we going to take? Uh, We're
0: well, going to do it right now. All the good ones.
4: <laughs> all the good ones. Common
0: Man <laughs> and
1: T Bones. The rundown. The rundown.
0: Uh, Dick Masher Ford fan poll. When will Bengals safety Jesse Bates show up? Before the first preseason game, before the regular season opener, during the regular season, or he will hold out the entire season. Uh, I'm going to say, well, there's no choice. I'm going to say sometime in the preseason. I know that's not a choice because my choices are before the first preseason game or before the first regular So I guess number two is my choice. Forget what I just said because <laughs> I'm being stupid. So my choice is before regular season
4: opener. Before the regular season opener, I think. He, I think he will miss all of training camp and then get in camp at some point after that i'm sorry for being stupid
0: yeah that's fine the cyborgs love the buckeyes details next common man and t-bone on the
5: fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center
6: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some backups on 270 eastbound at I-71. This is an injury crash. Please be very careful as traffic begins to build in this area. About a 15-20 to 20 minute slowdown in the meantime as things begin to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: as i do the deed and the only people i trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape that's care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at care dot when you need a company you can trust
1: did you feel that it's your radio getting fatter getting fatter chubby time this is common man and t-bone
0: oh hello hey check out the podcast homies Wherever you get your audio, Google, Spotify, Apple, search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device, free of charge. And if you enjoy us, leave us a nice five-star review if your platform allows. We would appreciate it. Uh, We told you the people loved Ohio State. The media poll, the Big Ten media days. Every single member of the media says, Buckeyes win the Big Ten. Every single one. And, you know, logic tells you Buckeye's the most talented team in the conference. Mm-hmm. They should win the Big Ten. So I, I look at it as a fan and say, I like my team. I think they should win. Other people, not associated with my team, look at my team and say, we like your team. We think they're going to win. And now the computers look at my team and say, we, we like your team. We think they're going to win. As a matter of fact, we're going to attach a statistical probability matrix to it which I'm about to tell you. So I have me liking my team, other people, computers, and yet I've never been more nervous with all this validation. Maybe I need a psychiatrist. I already already have one. Maybe. ESPN's College Football Power Index gives the Buckeyes a 32.1% chance to win out this season. The highest percentage of any team in college football. Buckeyes' chances are 11.2% higher than second-place Georgia. Ohio State is the only team in the Big Ten with more than a 2% chance of finishing the 2022 season undefeated, with Michigan coming in at 1.7%. Michigan State and Penn State both have a 0.1% chance of finishing undefeated. So here's game by game what the computer says the Buckeyes are going to do. All right. Versus Notre Dame week one. They say the Buckeyes have an 83.5% win probability, 83.5%. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas State, week two, 99.3%. Toledo, week three, 98%. Wisconsin, 92% win probability for Wisconsin. Think about that. The human beings at Big Ten Media Day picked Wisconsin to win their division. Yeah. One they of the think, best teams in the Big Ten. Yes, they think Ohio State will play Wisconsin. And they are saying Buckeyes have a 92%
4: chance of beating that team. I mean, percentage-wise, not far off from what they think they'll do against Arkansas State? Yeah. Was it 95%? State was, Arkansas State was 99.3%. Oh, 99. Okay, then fine. That those Still two 92%. Percent, 10 percentage points of that is pretty shocking. At home against Rutgers.
0: At Michigan State, 83.1%. How many teams do they have the Buckeyes under an 80% likelihood to win the game? Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Home against Iowa, 95%. At Penn State, 82.9%. Home against Northwestern, 96.8%. Home against Indiana, 98%. At Maryland, 90.6%. And home against Michigan, 84.8%. So,
4: so to answer so your question, none. None. <laughs> none. Right. I'm. We all know that doesn't mean that they are going to just win all those games. But it does mean if they were to play each of those games 10 times, well, if they're going to play those games five times, Ohio State is at least likely to win four out of five of those matchups. If you could play them, you know, simulated them four out of every time, five times, at least that's their worst odds in all of the games they simulated or the computers did their rankings and justified this. However, they did. Yeah, it's not a shock to me. We know this team has a great offense with tremendous talent returning to it. You know that I mean. We don't know. We think C.J. Stroud will be even better than he was last year. We think Travion Henderson will be even better than he was last year. We think Jackson Smith and Jigba will be even better than he was last year. To say nothing of all the other complimentary players there and all the guys who are going to emerge and be studs as well, defensively, you've changed everything with the yeah, defense you hope you're not that wasn't hot garbage. That's But that's if you're not hot garbage, if you're just okay defense, shouldn't that be enough against... Everyone except maybe the teams in the top three or four, the teams you would see in the playoffs, and then you just need a really good performance that day. Yeah, there's there's only reasons for optimism with this team, which I know you absolutely hate. Yes, I do hate it. And this is a problem with me, because now
0: everybody's telling me that it's a sure thing. Look, even this number, according to this ESPN College Football Power Index, Ohio State has an 82.7% chance to make the college football playoff eighty (laughs) two point seven percent chance to make the playoffs think about some of the biggest schools in the country and even every single year they say to themselves if this happens and this happens and this happens we got a shot to make the playoffs this computer metric is saying if you don't
4: make the playoffs yeah it's a tremendous upset right i think in our normal lives if you said hey it's 82 percent likelihood you're going to meet the person of your dreams this weekend or whatever, or 82% likelihood you're going to get that promotion at work or 82% likelihood of anything that you would be like, yes, yeah, sign me up for that. That sounds great. Is there a chance that doesn't happen? Yes. But the likelihood is Not it likely probably is right. Yeah. I mean, this is good feelings going into this season, which means only that we can end in either like continued good All feelings. Right, I'm going to ask you a question or a tremendous disappointment. There's and no, in between. I want you to
0: slap me right in the face. Okay. All right. Are we underestimating the team that won the Big 10 last year? Mhm. Okay. As much uh, as I think we played the audio earlier about, you know, Looney Bin, Jim Harbaugh trying to pretend like he's a human being. Yeah. And and we can look at it and say, well, you know, coordinators left and Jim Harbaugh's weird and they're playing in Ohio Stadium this year so it's going to be a different story, but I mean, this team did win the conference I know they did, last year, and they did
4: beat us. Can I say that... And their quarterback is coming back. Can I say that as dismissive as this is going to sound, I still feel watching that game. That It's on right now, by the way. Know, <laughs> it's on it the Big is. Ten network right now. I'm watching it. But we, we knew pretty much in that game, you needed a couple stops from this defense, and then... I think Ohio State still wins that game. They just could not get a, any timely stops against this offense. Well, and then that affected the offense, too. Of because course. Because the offense yes.
0: felt like they had to get six on every single possession. If not, it was a total failure.
4: Right. My point there is Michigan had a much improved and better season. How many times have they been on a revenge tour? They've been better. This is their year, and it didn't happen under Harbaugh. Last year, you had one of the statistically worst defenses Ohio State's ever had. Right. Yes. And that's what it took for Michigan to finally get over the hump. And it was at home, and there was snow, and it was a million other factors that, yeah, I'm saying Michigan is improved. Perhaps they will be again a 9-10-11 win team, somewhere in that range. If you think they're going to beat Ohio State this year, I, I have zero I have zero concerns that Ohio State will find a way to win that game. You have zero concerns. Well, See, that's what concerns me, is that there's not even a twinge Give me a twinge, man. No, I'm not Come saying. Come on. Hang on. I want to be clear. I'm not saying Ohio State won't find a way to lose a game somewhere. I understand that's college football. That randomness. I am saying if you asked me to stack up all those other 11 games and all the probabilities and all that stuff, or the one game against Michigan, and which one do I feel like they're more likely to get done? I feel like they're more likely to beat Michigan than go 11-0. and 0. I'm just saying I can't imagine them losing this game twice in a row. I can't. All this positivity is just pissing me off. I know it is, and I'm sorry. Teddy, Don't worry. I'll, I'll be sweating it out during the season just like you will. But right now, I'm looking at it logically without the emotions. Teddy, do you have a twinge, or are you like this one over here where you think there's no possibility? Now, I'm with you. The more you say all these more positive
7: things, they're going to win all these games, computers See? think. I, I think that's just, just like so said Something said could
4: happen. So, and again, I will be with you the week of the game. I will be with you when they play at Penn State, I will be with you when they play Notre Dame. That w- I will get nervous those weeks individually because the game's about to happen and those probabilities and percentages, there was not a 100.0% chance. They're not forfeiting these games. They are going to have to go play them and you may lose. What I'm saying is, logically speaking, there is not a way I look at this logically now before the emotions get wrapped up and say, Yeah, I feel that they will be able to do that. Your guy's argument is that if they had more flaws and everyone was like, Yeah, I don't think Ohio State's that good, actually. I think they're pretty yeah, their defense. I don't believe in that defense at all. I think CJ Stroud's gonna take a step back. We would all be like, Ah, make me sucker. feel better. Yes. Like <laughs> make me feel so, better. Everyone is saying everything's great. I don't like that. I don't like it.
0: I know. I don't like everything's great.
4: Okay. The only alternative is for it to be worse than that, and that would somehow what make is, us all like feel better. I don't. disaster movie
0: it. ever, it's always like, oh, everything's great, nothing bad can happen.
4: And <laughs> Comet. <laughs>
0: Everybody's dancing around until it's not great anymore. Oh, we can't possibly have a
4: recession. Oh, these Again, housing prices are fantastic. Do not then throw this dead. If some upset or Ohio State, uh, every game Ohio State loses this year will be an upset. But if they lose one that's, I'm talking like out of nowhere, like Iowa at home suddenly gets them, right? That's don't come kind of back to happened. me and say, right, don't come back to me and say, ah, oh, T-Bone, what do you have to say now? I'm telling you logically, it makes sense that Ohio State should be favored in all these games, and we should feel pretty confident going into this season, but yes, during the weeks, yes, I understand. Anything can happen in those games, and Look, anything's a Favorite's, the wild favorites one thing. 92% chance to beat Wisconsin? Right! I got
2: nervous poo about that game right now! And seeing 92% gives me even more But boost. if it was 50-50, you wouldn't be as nervous somehow. Yes, I, I
0: have problems. All right, <laughs> leave me alone. Game show next. Common Man <laughs> and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
5: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Heavy delays expected on 270 eastbound at I-71 north side. An accident blocking the left lane. This is an injury crash with police on scene. Traffic is bumper to bumper as they get things clear. Please be very careful over here and plan on some heavy backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast free quote today. Only Leanna with fan traffic.
0: as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Objects
1: in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone.
0: Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on the fan game show coming up in mere moments tonight on the fan here's what we have at the buckeyes show at six i don't know what timmy has but i'm sure it's going to be great then at eight o'clock tonight it is inside the crew We can talk about how they were better than new england but still came away with just one point Mm -hmm. who are they playing this weekend
4: uh they're playing charlotte
0: in
2: chalejone
4: not charlotte no, what is it charlotte Chalet.
2: club de Foot. no no, no. E-
4: extraordinary it's, it's uh real
2: charlotte uh, charlotte
4: it's, it's charlotte fc just in case anybody's wondering whatever who cares I'm tired of this. all these stupid names hey david you know tepper good job with that original name I, I you came up with. i don't
0: know why we have to apologize for being american when it comes to soccer
4: I don't either. We are
0: American. We have team mascots and logos, and we give our teams different names than the Euros do. Who the hell cares? Embrace it.
4: Yeah. You know what, though? If they had called them, I'm not saying they should have, but I would rather them err on the side of, hey, we're going to go with the European FC thing. But Carolina's favorite, they're famous for barbecue. So we're going to go with, uh, I don't know pulled pork sammy fc or something like i would be more <laughs> all right sammy let's at least have some fun with it if you're just <laughs> let's gonna go do Sammies! that i'm just saying have you ever watched and, and for many of the people who are coming up with these dumb names the answer is no but if you're in charge of a soccer team i would hope you've watched some soccer at some point all around the world what do they do you have your name and then they're like oh yeah actually mate our name is the charlie's yes we're charlton fc but actually it's the charlie's up to charlie's my brother's a fan of Peterborough United." Their nickname is the Posh. That's what their fans call themselves. The Posh. Up the Posh. Yay, the Posh. Let's go, Posh. Like, that's it's okay to have a goofball name for your soccer team and not have it be completely serious because you didn't come up with it a hundred years ago like those teams did. Like right, game show. All right. Now that I'm all worked up, I gotta focus again. All right, focus. Come on. Game show is in the kitchen with common man. So I'm gonna give you some common I don't know if they're common. I don't so know how you can look at me in the
0: face and tell me that Wisconsin you're going to win that game 92 percent. <laughs> Ohio State beats Wisconsin
4: 92 percent. That's just the percentage. That doesn't mean that's it's a going to happen. Percentage it means there's an eight percent chance they lose all right, it, fine. it. All right, go ahead, game show. All right. So I'm going to give you some questions about cooking or food, and you got to try to answer them. All, all right, right. Go. Here we go. Number one. When apples or potatoes are peeled and sliced, yes. the bits will turn brown if not used immediately. To prevent this, these items may be soaked in a water mixed a water mixture rather with lemon juice or white vinegar. What is this preventative measure called of soaking your apples or potatoes in water with either lemon or white vinegar? Is that steeping, acidulation, or blanching? What is that term of soaking potatoes and apples? Well, it's not uh, not blanching. Blanching is, a, is like cooking. We're not doing that. Not, okay, you're not blanching. We're not blanching. Are you steeping it or are you acidulating it? I, I don't know. I'm going to acidulate it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. The acid in acidulation is for the acid in lemon juice or vinegar it prevents freshly cut food from oxidizing through exposure to the air that is then what causes it to turn brown so you are correct good job or you could just slice potatoes and then use them right away maybe you're not doing it immediately okay. maybe it's a longer right. prep I'm just saying I that. peel a lot
0: of potatoes and I just use them I don't right. have this problem well I don't know what to tell you. 92% win that game. (laughs) Stupid.
4: Stupid. Slightly underripe fruits can be improved for service by maceration. What does macerate mean? To chew, to leave on a sunny windowsill for several days, or to soften by soaking in a liquid such as alcohol or with sugar. Which one is maceration? The last one. That's right. Macerate derives from the Latin Maceratus. Which means to soften. I know this isn't a dirty word, but it sounds like a dirty word. It makes me uncomfortable. Macerate? Yeah. I'm going to macerate all my food right after I get out of here. That's right. Thank you, Ted. In 1897, a man by the name of C.W. Post, may have heard of him, created a breakfast cereal, which he marketed under the name Grape Nuts, Mm -hmm. still being made today. When it was initially made, what was it made from? Nuts, grapes both of those things or neither, neither of those things that is correct neither and and by the way i i can't vouch for what it tasted like back in the day
0: but i can tell you that in 2022 grape nuts still taste like ass
4: <laughs> it's great if you put it in some yogurt get a little crunch to it get i like here. It. uh it's made from wheat and barley it has been baked into a loaf of bread and broken into crunchy little pieces that's how they initially made it anyway uh, why do they call it Grape Nuts? One theory on the name was inspired by the nutty taste of the cereal and posts belief that the grape sugars that were produced when you made it, or glucose as we would call it today, he says that he believed that was made during the baking process. So that's why they think it was called Grape Nuts. Also, did you know Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay? Oh, Tenzing Norgay. They brought grape nuts with them on their trip to be the first people who topped mount everest in 1953 that's what they brought with them all right let them live next up what does tempering mean if i said i need you to temper an egg or i am tempering this egg does it mean you're slowly adding a bit of hot liquid to beaten eggs or to whip vigorously or incorporate air into eggs first one that's right Temperature of beaten eggs is slowly raised by adding small amounts of hot liquid to them before introducing the eggs to the remainder of the hot liquid. This protects the eggs from shock. You'll get you'll make scrambled eggs if you don't mm-hmm. do that. That's exactly right. Next up, a Boston cooler is an ice cream soda made from vanilla ice cream and ginger ale. Never heard of it. Where was it invented? Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or Detroit? So not Boston. Not Boston. <laughs> no. Uh, let's go with Cleveland. Ooh, ah. sorry. Leanna might have had one of these because it is from Detroit. Made from ginger ale, generous portion of vanilla ice cream. Uh, That is also, by the way, Fred Sanders created the very first ice cream soda in his soda parlor in Detroit in 1876. So Detroit is known for a drink with a name... Like Boston Cooler. Yeah. And if you go to downtown Detroit, it's all Coney Dogs all the time. That's right. Do they have
0: anything with their own
2: city in the name?
4: Well, here's where that name comes from. Apparently, they they think this was in the Boston Edison District of Detroit, an upper-class part of town. A guy named James Verner, who was a pharmacist, had this little thing called Verner's Ginger Ale. Might have heard of it that's something that's a detroit staple he then served that with ice cream and that was known as a boston cooler because you could get it in the boston edison district of detroit so. leanna sent us some of that ginger ale she did and it's great i've had verners before that but yeah it's, it was great i didn't know it was a detroit thing next up which of the following terms refers to the pancreas and uh thymus glands of calves pigs or lambs Sweetbread, yes mince meat or sweet meat you are correct Sweetbreads are the thymus and pancreas from young animals. They are often eaten, breaded and fried, or used in stuffing to make pate. The name probably stemmed from the typically sweet or rich taste of organ meats. You know, Mike, those sweet and tasty organ meats you love. I've had sweetbreads, and, you know, I don't like organ meats, but
0: I didn't mind sweetbreads because it's a gland more than an organ. I see.
4: Still has a job, though. I just want to point out. Which I know you don't like. If they have a job, uh, the archaic term for sweet meats actually refers to candy or sweets. So if you said you mm. want some of my sweet meats, Maybe that it means Halloween candy. candy. <laughs> Give out some glands on Halloween. No, no, no. Sweet meats are the candy. Sweet breads are the vital organs. Apparently. Uh, next up, how many times are refri- refried beans actually fried? None. Once, once, twice, or not at all. None. None. Wrong. Is it wrong? Yeah. Once, Just once they are, they're, they're fried because what happens is they boil the beans and then they do fry them in lard and All that's right. how you get that. And they mash them up and that's how you get that consistency. The reason the re is added is because the uh, initial word, the actual word in Spanish is frijoles refritos, which technically doesn't mean re fried beans. It means very fried. So the re prefix in Spanish means more, very a lot. So it's saying they're really fried, but just once. So that's where refried beans name comes from. Are you done? Or you have one more. I got whatever you want. What do you mean you have whatever you want? How many I got. I got a couple more have? questions. Just, I did a lot of just homework give me one here. One more, very quickly. Um, if I say that I need you to prepare a chiffonade, what does that mean? Am I asking? You to <laughs> I just do- like you saying it. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. Yeah, does that's that mean, fine. Does that mean you're pureeing whatever I've asked you to do? Does that mean you are finely chopping them, or does that mean you are stacking and then rolling whatever I've given you and chopping them into thin strips? That's right. You can use that as a noun or a verb, just so you know. Chiffonade. Yeah. Leanna is big on the chiffonade. I bet she knows what a Boston
0: cooler is. She's drinking one right now. Absolutely right. Werner Cat. One straw, one Boston cooler. Her cat's name? Her cat's name is... Verner.
7: No, what's the cat's name? It's normal, right? Nerm. That's right. Yeah. And Spaz and Spaz and Normal, yes. Oh, spaz, I didn't cats. know I, I didn't know I forgot about Spaz. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah.
0: Okay. Game show coming up. No, we just did. What? Game show. What the hell am I talking about? I don't have
7: any more. That's it. Back
0: page coming up. Common man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
5: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find traffic is still slow on I-70 Eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Plan on some backups in that area. And you'll find some delays on 71 Southbound between Hudson and 17th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. A true Detroit original. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
2: Hey! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit... Took a crap They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at Kheatingandcooling.com. when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust.
0: Buckeye Show! Coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of The Buckeyes Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Hello, friends. Bone man. Hello. I saw Tyvis out there with you, getting ready to host the show with you again today. Yes, you did. What the hell else was I going to say? I don't know. Well, I had, I had I wa- something else to say.
8: <laughs> we, we did joke as I walked in the studio there. I walked by him. He was... Taking some shots, but I was off talking to Bodie at the desks back there. And so I just, you know, put my hands up, universal sign for throw me the rock, you know. One shot, Ty was for the win here. Walked right in front of him, just splashed it right in his face, swished it, just kept walking. He just died laughing.
4: It's it's always a good feeling when someone challenges you to throw something. Like I get it sometimes at home where my wife will say, Oh, yeah, see if you can make this in one shot where I'll have something to throw away. And she'll be like, Do it from right there. And then when you drain it, It's just, especially now with kids, kids see it and they're like,
1: oh, dad,
4: it's shot. Yeah. Feels good. Just keep on walking. Nice feeling. We're like, I didn't even really care about that. And you just keep on going. (laughs) It's such a great (laughs) feeling. I'm so good at this. I don't even really care all that much. And then you think about it for 10 straight minutes after that. We're like, I am hot bleep. (laughs) I am so good. Let me ask you,
0: because your kids are older than than mine. Yeah. Vivian is how old? 11? Yeah. She'll be 12 in September. She'll be 12. And Jack is? 10. 10? Yeah. Are they still at the age... Where they they like look at you as a hero, or do they take a glimpse and say, "I mean, I love my dad, but I can see how he would be a loser." No, I
4: <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I mean,
0: because we are
4: losers. Yeah, we, we, are. we are. We're
0: not men.
3: No, we're grown no, we're children. Not
4: I am still at the age with with the kids where I get a lot of like I get a lot of the good moments like what you're talking about. I do not get as many of the eye rolls, but I have seen in the last year or so. Yeah, that that time is soon coming where the kids are like, especially my oldest is going to be should rather be with her friends than with family and that kind of stuff. And that's normal. It's like you see it happening off in the distance. Like you see the thunderclouds rolling rolling, and you're like, yeah, I get that that's going to happen. It's just I'm not really looking forward to getting the umbrella out and having to deal with it. But I know that that's natural, right? That's what I did. That's what every kid does. So I'm prepared for it, I think. I'm trying to be prepared well, for right. it. Well, right. I mean,
0: the alternative is, you You know, they sleep with your dead corpse when you're dead. And it's like, <laughs> like I love
2: yeah. you, daddy. Yeah, right. You, you don't want don't, them to you don't want that. get out
4: of the nest. And yes, exactly here's, right. This is part of that step.
8: Here's the funny thing. Jack's a funny kid. And here's what's going on lately. And I don't know if your daughter has gotten into this phase yet where she's making very descriptive, detailed comments on your body. Like what your body looks like and what it is like, and he's like, "Ah, Dad, you know you're uh you're getting a you're getting a lot around the gut right now, but you're still pretty strong up top. You know, like <laughs> your arms look good, but your gut is not Here's quite what you there anymore." Like very, very descriptive,
0: sort of judgmental, but not so much judgmental. Just matter of fact about it. Later, I'm gonna send you a naked torso pic of me. Oh no! And then you show that to Jack and say this is what it could this is what it could be (laughs) i'm an adonis compared to this guy Uh, right and he'll say oh daddy you are an adonis yeah that's right yeah and uh, 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 uh just about like the hero
8: versus you're just another loser that just takes up space on planet earth he he thought i was the stuff after friday happened i think just seeing how we had the the broadcast set down there for the Cardale, and this is oh, because oh, oh, you the were Cardale doing the, game, Jones doing game the Cardale the Jones Stadium, game, yeah, and, so, yeah. and so the wife brought he saw him and a in a friend. Your, he saw you in your element. Saw me in the element doing his thing, and I, I could see it because it doesn't happen a lot, right? Like his main thing that the the running joke he always liked to say around the house was, "Dad, you're just going to a place to sit. Right. Like that's the <laughs> that's essentially the job. He's, he's not wrong. You're <laughs> doing what we do. I mean, you're not. It's like you're not curing cancer or anything, Dad. You're going to a place to sit." I said, well, Jack, there's a a little bit more going on than just sitting down. Yes, we have air conditioning, and we have computers and chairs, but there is some element of thought that goes into this. It's not a whole lot of thought, but there's a craft and a way that we do what we do, but Got him a little bit on
0: Friday for the first time in a while. What's coming up on the Buckeye show tonight?
8: Coming up tonight, we'll continue our, our player categories for all the Ohio State Buckeye players. And of course, we had a big day with Big Ten Media Days kicking off in Indianapolis. So the latest with that wonderful scintillating 45-minute banger with Kevin Warren to start the mm. day. So, so good. Thoughts from that and some gene picks today as well. So we'll get to that. Buckeye
1: Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With
4: Common Man and T-Bone.
5: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING.
4: Bone. Well, man, uh, this seems less than optimal. The Moscow Chess Federation was hosting a chess tournament. little exhibition match where they pitted a seven-year-old chess player who is apparently pretty decent at chess up against a robot just a robot arm controlled by artificial intelligence Mm. okay like a Boston Dynamics arm yeah kind of like the arms you see at like an uh an automotive factory right where they have the one arm that might like pick something up and move it around except this arm is just moving chess pieces the computers controlling the movements it didn't go as planned unfortunately because the child made his move the computer made its move and then quickly the child was like ah sucker and tried to move again after the computer made its move unfortunately the computer grabbed his hand and broke his finger so, whoa oh, man. Man. yeah wow. so and now i want to give <laughs> you, you serious the statement from moscow chess federation sergey lazarev who had the quote of the year the robot broke the child's finger this of course is bad
3: Yes, <laughs> <Well,
8: laughs> it is, Sergey. Thank you. It's you're right. This is head. bad. Doesn't somebody
4: break their finger in any Russian chess game? I mean, it's just at least par for the course, right? Usually, there's money involved, but you're right. That usually does happen. I agree. All right. Buckeye shows next. Inside the crew at eight. What's at nine tonight, Timmy? Special edition of Perverted. Mm-hmm. He takes
0: you big 10 media days edition he takes you down into the bowels of the hoosier dome yep he's rubbing oil on barry alvarez's bald (laughs) head (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow common man and t-bone on the fan
1: fan traffic from
6: the
5: meister's bar and pizza traffic center
6: Good afternoon. Watch out for delays on 670 Westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. You'll find some backups on I-70 Eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. And watch out for slowdowns on 71 Southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. That's a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on California yellow or white nectarines. Just 99 cents a pound, now to July 26. Get real. Emily and Ray with fan traffic.
0: a Lindsay honda studios
5: honda makes the cars Lindsay makes the difference visit lindsey honda.com
1: wbnsfm hd1 columbus no fan
0: hey common man here i know what you're thinking this guy again but we have some special bonus stuff for you sponsored of course by our friends care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling when you need a company you can trust
1: one is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean bald? Bald bald bald.
0: Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. And I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it.
4: Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson. Uh, Maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And... So Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, "You're I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on should. it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the
0: way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a Klan member.
4: Thanks. thanks you, you would you would look like a total I mean, clan member if you were totally bald i would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on like that makes you yeah but don't you just stop what am i now? supposed to do i'm bald like i just you have that look to you a fat white guy who's bald no Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off i'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull <laughs> off i don't think no i have like shaved it all the way down it's too much maintenance that's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you gotta do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah. To get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah. like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole other level. Like of Like Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off
0: the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a
4: cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying
0: I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression
4: you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that I, kno- I know i've known the, you for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because oh, i just it's feel, fine now okay good i yeah, just want to make you sure like
0: every other fat soccer yes. loving guy good. Right now. i don't,
4: <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all
0: right <laughs>